93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it's C. Today is Thursday, November 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The 10-year-old boy who was shot last week while attending a high school football game in Pleasantville, New Jersey, has died. <sighs> Micah, nicknamed Dew, was shot at the game between the Pleasantville Greyhounds and the Camden Panthers on Friday night. A 15-year-old boy suffered a graze wound. The man who was the intended target of the shooting was also hit and seriously wounded. Micah's mom, Angela Tennant, posted on social media hours after her son's death. This, kind, this kid was so different... He had a big personality, big smile, and big dreams. Never in a million years would I think that I would be. This would be my life. I'm happy my grandma raised me the way she did. It's the only. Uh, it's only by God's grace and mercy I'm standing tall for my boy. Do I will never let anyone forget you. This is terrible. Uh, the shooting happened during the third quarter of the football game, but it resumed Wednesday at Lincoln Financial Field with Camden leading six nothing. Camden added to their lead score twice in the fourth quarter and went on to win twenty two nothing. There was a moment of silence in my honor at the beginning of the game. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz spoke of the incident during a press conference hours before the game. Very tough situation. It's a tragedy in itself. It's really unfortunate this happened in a public setting the way it did at a football game. It's Friday Night Lights. It's it's something kids just dream about playing in. It's something I'll cherish for the rest of my life, playing Friday Night Lights. When a tragedy like this happens, it's no fun. You hate to see it. You pray for the families and everyone involved. Six men now face charges in connection with the shooting, including 27-year-old Alvin Wyatt, whose charges have been upgraded to murder in connection with the death. Uh, He'll appear in court at a later date. The other men charged in connection with the shooting will likely have detention hearings on Thursday. Philadelphia police are investigating after a man was severely beaten by a group of students in Center City on Wednesday afternoon. It happened at 1.30 in the afternoon at 15th and Chestnut Streets. Video shows one of the suspects kick the side mirror of a white vehicle and smack it off into the intersection. The driver immediately got out of the car. Then a mob of students started kicking and punching the driver repeatedly until a Someone breaks it up. Uh, The victim was left motionless on the street until an ambulance arrived. Philadelphia police confirmed that the students are from the uh, PET or PET charter high school nearby. Uh, Police have identified all seven students involved and rests are pending. Residents nearby say that the students putting the man in the hospital was just the boiling point. One person said it's a madhouse and police are at that school every day. Police say Wednesday's victim was badly hurt. He remains in serious condition at a local hospital. Did they indicate what led up to that? No, they just, the kid knocked the side mirror off of a car and the driver got out to say, what the hell did you do that right. for? And they beat him. No, senseless. it wasn't a kid. It was an adult. It was like a 50-year-old guy who did it. Who knocked it off? No, they're, they're kids from a high school. Yeah, no, but they severely beat an older guy. Oh, the older guy, yes, the guy that that, got out of the car, right. The guy that got out of the car. Okay, there there were kids, they knocked a a side mirror off the car. thought it was the other way around, okay. The the guy got out of the car, uh, I guess, to say, why did you knock my side mirror off, and then the kids beat him down. Okay, wow, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you can see him laying on the ground, they're kicking him and so forth, so I thought it it was uh, the kids that got out of the car, it was the guy that knocked, anyway, but yeah. Yeah, so terrible, but they said their arrests are pending. Uh, and the victim is still in the hospital. The Philadelphia Fire Department is set to reopen four engine companies this upcoming weekend that have been closed for nearly 11 years. The city announced the move that will restore critical fire and EMS services uh, to neighborhoods across the city. The restoration of these companies show how committed we are to keeping our residents
residents safe, Mayor Jim Kenney said. I'm grateful to all of our firefighters and EMS providers for their dedicated service to Philadelphia. Thanks to a $16 million federal grant, 120 new firefighters and EMTs are being hired to fill the new ranks. The following engines will return to service at 8 a.m. on Saturday, November 23rd. Engine 1 at Broad and Fitzwater in South Philly Center City. Engine 8 at 4th and Arch in Old City. Engine 14 at Folkrod and Dara in Frankfurt. And Engine 39 at Ridge and Cinnaminson in Roxborough. That's good news. Yeah, it is good news. All right, in sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Last night against the Knicks, Ben Simmons hit his first career NBA three-pointer, and the Sixers yeah. went on to a 109-104 win over New York last night. The Knicks came out of the halftime break with a 15-0 run and led by as many as 17 before Simmons led the Sixers to the victory. Mike Scott's fourth uh, three-pointer of the game with a minute and a half left stretched the Sixers' lead to 99-95, and they held on after New York's Marcus Morris hit a pair of threes in the final 10 seconds. Okay, now I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. know a whole lot about the world of the NBA, but why in all his years in the league has he never... Hit a three-pointer. That's a very logical question. Okay. <laughs> All right. He doesn't shoot them. He does not shoot them. He does not shoot nearly as much as he probably should. We can get into this in a long debate if you want, but I know you don't want to. But it's it's a big deal that he hit it, and uh, it's I'm glad that he gets up to the basket. He goes up to the basket. That's Essentially, outside shooting right. is not part of his repertoire. Right. Yeah, he but is... you would think at one time or another, it might. You would have sunk on. You also, you'd also but think was... with the uh, 19 million dollars of uh, salary over the last few years. Here's the deal. He was point. so dominant in his game and is like going up to the rim game that he never needed to develop an outside shot. There were other people for that. There were other people for that and and for the longest time people couldn't you know defend him at the rim. So but this is the NBA and you got a ton of people who can who can defend the rim so he right. needed to add a new little yeah. part of his uh, to his arsenal. Right. And he got it. He did it. Joel Embiid had 23 points and 13 rebounds and Scott added 12 points. Simmons three-pointer came in his 172nd career game. The Sixers are at home again tomorrow night against the San Antonio Spurs. The Flyers have lost four straight games to fall back to fifth place in the Metro Division. They're on the road again tonight with a game in Carolina against the Hurricanes who are in third place in the division. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. And in Thursday night football the Indianapolis Colts travel to Houston tonight to play the Texans. Kickoff is scheduled for 820. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. So here we are on a Thursday morning together. We're also gathering on the day of the Great American Smokeout. Yes. And uh, the past several years, we have done an event where we try to have people kick the habit for good. Hopefully, you're going to be attempting that today and being successful in it. Uh, we are going to do it our own way with the great Dr. Rosen Penis, who will be here this morning. I can't believe he keeps coming back. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. Yeah. It's actually Dr. Rosenberg, and uh, he's from. He's got a great website called QuitItNow.com, and he not only can help out with smoking cessation, but. (laughs) Dieting and and all kinds of uh, positive things that you need in your life, positive suggestion through uh, through suge- through uh, uh, hypnotic suggestion, and uh, he's going to take a group of people and he is going to hypnotize them and hopefully they won't ever smoke again. They'll walk out of here different people. I pretty much listen to Dr. Rosen Penis's voice every day because he recorded a, a little audio thing for me that I use as a meditation and it works really well. So uh, and we've seen it, we've seen so many times. Hell, he cured people who had profound fear of clowns. Yep. And then we took them to see the movie It. So he's he's proven. 
We'll see what happens this morning. We have uh, groups of people coming in. We'll check in with them. Uh, but uh, Dr. Rosenberg will be here today. We're also going to have actor Cal Penn on the program. He's got a show called Sunnyside, which is on Hulu, and uh, new episodes are on Thursdays. And also, he's coming to town in February and performing at the Keswick Theater doing stand-up. So, Very cool. Uh, we'll talk to Cal a little bit later on this morning. We also have a lot of uh, cool campout things that we can start to mention as we get uh, ready for that, uh, less than two and a half weeks away. I'm sorry, less than a week and a half. Can you believe that? Away. And uh, one of the things I want to mention, which is really, really cool, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten car clubs involved over the years. And uh, now it's being taken to another level. Our friend Jeff, who is the president of the Porsche Club, came in and made this announcement a little while back. And we want to remind you that the Saturday, right before campout, November 30th, is the first ever fill-a-trunk event, which is a literal food drive and car show with over 20 area car clubs that are participating. And so you're going to see all kinds, including uh, the Porsche Club. And uh, I'm not sure about the Jeep Club, but I know that there are a lot of groups that are getting involved. So this is going to be... Right before the camp out for hunger, they're gonna they're gonna pull their efforts and then they're gonna make the donation uh, for the camp out for hunger. So if you want to register, uh, you go to fillatrunk.com and your entry fee is a trunk, a frunk, or a bed of food, and that's it. And you can come. There's gonna be loads of people. It. It's gonna be open to the public. It's gonna be free for the public. Food trucks, Dunkin' Coffee vendors, a band, a silent <laughs> auction, a raffle. All this stuff's going to be taking place. You see why we couldn't absorb this into the camp out itself. It's a it's a huge event. Yeah, just on a physical nature, yeah. we we don't have the room for this while we're taking up that whole area. No. no. And over the years, we had the cavalcade of cars come through, and while it was wonderful, it kind of gummed up the works a bit for other people who wanted to come by. No, exactly. So, so Jeff saw this issue. He's like, "Why don't we do it different this year?" Yeah. And yeah. God bless him, man. People like him and and our buddy Matt over at Subaru and all the other people that have that have organized their outside efforts to uh, make our event such a success. Uh, we applaud them. It's, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, because they understand, like you know, um, the greater good here. Yeah, right. So uh, obviously yeah. they're they're doing something great, and but they and so they don't want to you know they want to help. Not hurt any of the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is awesome. So uh, we'll remind you of that event. It's going to be the Saturday before the camp out, which is going to be on November 30. And there's some other things that I'll tease throughout the day that we're now putting together and can go ahead and uh, give you the uh, the rundown of some of the events that are taking place during and after our broadcast. Uh, one thing I would like to give away right now, uh, last year I went down to the Thanksgiving Day Parade in person for the first time ever had a ball. Yeah. And I was right down by the grandstand. We have tickets to give away for the what? grandstand for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's a cool six way. six yeah. ABC and Duncan. And I have a six-pack that I can give to you right now. And we'll take caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. And we'll also give you a jam-packed parade swag bag. Apparently, the swag bag is awesome. All right. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. And just uh, listen, you'll have a great time. It's early. Yep, you got to get up early and go down there. But uh, we had a blast last you year. You always talk about it. Yep. And uh, ABC, they do it upright, man. They have a they have a group that is, that's all they do. They have their own office at 6ABC, which is organize the parade. The parade. Yeah. It's a year-round yep. job. That's yep. how hard they work on it. So let's take uh, Caller 16. We'll set you up with that. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. Coming back in a second. The entertainment report is what we will have. And a stupid question before that with some giveaways as well. So lots of stuff for you to win today. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So stupid question this morning. I'm going to give away a pair of tickets to see Patrick Warburton. He's going to be performing at Punchline on Friday, January 10th. It's a 945 show. And uh, the question, so it's a riff on the on the title, Better Man from Pearl Jam, but here's what I want to know. In what film will you hear of Wolf Bitterman? 215-263-WMMR. Steve was singing, can't find the Bitterman. Uh, so what? in what film will you find something called Wolf Bitterman? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Today is Thursday, November 21st. What? No, I was you thinking. just figure it out? No, no, I was thinking of Beeman's... Mm-hmm. Oh, give me a stick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no it, is not, uh, it is not from uh, the right stuff. So birthdays today on Thursday, November 21st include Mr. Michael Strahan. Yeah. He's uh, turning 48 years old today. He's on 15 freaking shows. I know. I can't yeah. believe that's what he turned into. I mean, good for yeah. him. Yeah, but... yeah. A guy with a gaping uh, gap in his teeth. But he, uh, yeah. so he's got GMA. He's got the, uh, that, the base, the Regis and, well, Kelly and, that show, which is the version of that, that is basically that show later on. He's got Pyramid. He's also got the sports car. Yes, he's well, yeah. host a Pyramid. He does uh, Fox uh, Sunday NFL, and he, he's great in that. Uh, and then he was also doing, like, red carpet stuff. I can't he remember. Yes. That. Which I saw, yes, I saw that. But he was... Out of all of the reporters and correspondents, he was the best. He was of pretty all good. Of them. Yeah, I think because he's he's comfortable. He seems to be very yeah. comfortable on camera. Yeah, yeah. he can he can uh, he can be fluid, uh, yeah. which is great. Just and like listen, an award winning morning show. This is a guy who who had a fifteen year NFL career. Yeah, that could have been all to his you know his his great achievements, and he's gone on to do all this other stuff. He's he's a, he's a hell of a success. All professional athletes strive to be or totally. end up like him because totally. they want yeah. something to do afterwards, and they yep. all go for the TV broadcasting thing. But he's really he succeeded. I, I am conflicted yeah. about him, however, though, because I feel he betrayed Kelly Ripa, and of course, obviously, we're, yeah, we are loyal loyalties. Yes, with Kelly yes, Ripa. you are right. Yeah, he's forty eight today. Singer Bjork is fifty four. She's out of uh, Iceland, of course. Now we and... thought she was a lunatic. But it turns out her mother is an even bigger lunatic. What I don't know her mother. Yeah, story. her mother has all sorts of. She's she's always wearing Reynolds wrap and lightning rods out of her ass and stuff like that. She's yeah, she's a very yeah. arty, creative type. Uh, so she's fifty four. Actress Jenna Malone, who I've always thought was very cute and a very talented actress, she is is thirty six. She was in uh, the Hunger Games, Catching Fire. She's also in uh, as a kid. She's been around for a while. Stepmom, Sucker Punch, uh, too, for right? Love of the Games. Yeah, she was in Sucker Punch. Uh, she's been in a lot of stuff, actually. She's 36 today. Nicolette Sheridan, who was on Knott's Landing and then had a uh, resurgence in her career with Desperate Housewives. So she's really she's really 
scuffed up her face a yeah, bit, right? Yeah, I mean, she has. Yeah, too Don't... much plastic surgery because she was a beautiful woman. She was she was the sure thing in the movie The Sure Thing. Yeah, John yeah. Cusack. Yeah. yeah, she was the one who was he was going across the country to go meet. Right, and she was like the fantasy girl. Right, stunningly beautiful. She did do a lot to her face, though. But one of the dumbest deaths in a show. Uh, yeah. yeah, she literally gets out of her car and is walking around, and a downed power line electrocutes her. Oh, really? That's it. It, it was there was like a puddle, and there was a yeah a downed power out line. of nowhere. She, she got out of the car, and you know it's so funny. I think I tell this story every year on her birthday, but when she stepped. <laughs> in the water, I was not expecting her to die because uh, I was looking at her shoes and I was like, I have the same shoes. How cool is that? And so then, cute. And then she dropped dead. It, it is one of the great, the, we were talking about one of the other great um, bizarre deaths and there was a, a pretty main character on L.A. Law Oh yeah, they're walking along and she stepped into an open elevator shaft and Suppose died. that, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's we're writing you out of the show, yes, right? right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. You're done. You're, yeah. This is how we're ending your contract. <laughs> Elevator right. shaft. Uh, we also have Goldie Hawn celebrating her birthday today. Uh, she is 74 years old. I love her, and there is a. I don't well. She, last year, she appeared in a in a holiday surprise in in a, in a movie that is on Netflix. Oh, yeah, so I'll just leave it at that. In that. Yes, she Aww. does, and okay. she's awesome. Uh, she's 74, mother of uh, Kate Hudson, of course. And yeah. Actually, I have a little bit of information about her coming up in uh, entertainment news. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is uh, Ken Griffey Jr., great athlete. Uh, and he turns 50 years old today. So happy birthday to everybody on the stage celebrating their birthday. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What movie will you hear about Wolf Bitterman? 215-263-WMMR. It's a Bitterman or Biederman. I can't remember. But let me go to Will and see if he knows. Hey, Will, how you doing? Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, Will, what movie are we talking about? Wolf Bitterman. That would be The Great Deep Impact. That is correct. That's the name of the uh, the comet, the asteroid, whatever it is. It hits. It's Biederman. Okay. Wolf Biederman. Uh, And they named it after, well, it was um, Elijah Elijah Wood Wood and... Who I forgot. The other other scientist who who gave him the credit for it. Uh, Of the two... Big destruction from uh, meteor movies, uh, Armageddon, and Deep Impact. I like Deep Impact more. I do yeah. too. I was actually reading. I've been reading uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's book, uh, Letters to an Astrophysicist, and somebody mentions you know <laughs> movies, and he he goes off on how absolutely horrific Armageddon <laughs> is. It's just an abomination of a film. Uh, it's it's a it's a full-blown Michael Bay thing, but Deep Impact legitimately will make me cry every time I watch it. it there's yeah, some yeah. definitely heart-tugging moments in that. All right, so uh, hang on the line, Will. We're going to get your information. We are going to give you tickets to see Patrick Warburton on Friday, January 10th, 945 Punchline Philly. You can get tickets for Patrick's January 10th and 11th shows at Ticketmaster.com, 21 and over event. Uh, We'll start with this. Todd Phillips previously denied that he had any desire to make a sequel to his blockbuster Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, he approached Warner Brothers with a much bigger idea. Uh, Phillips reportedly approached uh, the chairman, Toby Emmerich, uh, with the idea of developing a portfolio of DC characters' origin stories. While Emmerich or Emmerich reportedly turned down the proposal, uh, they did cede the rights to at least one other DC story, 
And now that Joker has crossed the $1 billion mark at the box office. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Phillips is in talks to direct a sequel with him and Scott Silver set to write. And Phoenix will reprise his role. That's the word. That's amazing. Joker is R-rated, right, Case? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's the first R-rated movie, I think, to break the $1 billion mark. And also, it was... Uh, it was a, a smaller budget uh, yeah. than, than the others because I, I'm, now I haven't seen the movie, but I assume there aren't as many effects in Joker as there would be in, say, Dark Knight. No, and, there, there. I mean, it's you honestly could have not named this movie Joker. And, more of a and, character study. Yeah, okay. I mean, this this could have been anybody anybody's story of, of their descent into madness. Mm. Uh, uh, Nick, do a check because it, it may not be the first billion dollar R rated movie, but it, it did it achieved some record that right. none of these other movies have. I'd be curious to see if they give. I'd like them to take the most outlandish Batman villain. And try to do a stunt like Egghead yeah. or uh, King Tut. <laughs> oh, like really stupid ones? Yeah. Well, but do it in a serious way. You know? Right. Steve, you were right. It's the first uh, R-rated movie to hit a billion dollars in global box office. Huh. Oh, box office. All right. So, because... Not popcorn yeah. sales. Well, no. You have to assume, like, Deadpool is over a billion now, right? But not just box office. But... I don't know. I don't know. Merchant all that stuff. Anyhow... I get uh, my information from Nick. Joker is the fourth DC title to cross the one billion mark after 2018's Aquaman, 2012's Dark Knight Rises, 2008's The Dark Knight, but it's the $60 million budget that was much smaller than the others. Uh, Phillips will reportedly rake in about $100 million at the end of the day. Oh, man. I wonder if he'll go back to making the comedies that we love. I mean, now that he's found, he hit the mother load with this. Yes, he did. Uh, do we really want more Lori Laughlin stuff? Yeah, yeah, let it rip. Let's see what's happening. Uh, <laughs> so they are pleading not guilty to a fresh set of charges in ah, the scandal. Just digging that hole. Uh, their non-guilty pleas were filed earlier this month. The judge signed off on them yesterday. The pair waived their right to appear in court on the charges of conspiracy to commit federal program bribery. The judge did ask, though, that they send their measurements in for their prison jumpsuits. Uh, They previously pleaded not guilty to fraud and money laundering, so there's another charge, but they've kind of waved on that, so whatever that means. Uh, Oprah Winfrey is going on tour with Lady Gaga. Oh, I thought it was Slayer. Uh, Michelle Obama, Jennifer Lopez, Dwayne Johnson, Amy Schumer, Tina Fey, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Kate Hudson. Oh, my wife's going to want to go to this one. The nine-day trek will open January 4th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, with the guest Lady Gaga. Uh, She made the announcement on social media, describing it as a full-day wellness event. Organizers describing the event are saying guests will participate in an interactive morning session as Oprah leads several workbook exercises and guides. Bring your workbooks. <laughs> yeah, bring your workbooks. And uh, guides. Do you att- have a number two pencil? <laughs> attendees to develop their 2020 action plan. Man, I haven't heard that term workbook. Oh, I know. Since I was in school. Oh, my God. So what What would you usually use as a workbook? Was it one of those Compton books, the ones that you couldn't tear the pages out? Well, no, the workbook was yeah. usually something they gave you. Yeah, workbook. It had, 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 yeah. It had like the problem. If it was math, it had the math problems yep. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it it was, it, was, it, it was paperback, but it, you could write in it, but it was a workbook yeah. that they gave to you. Here's your yeah. workbook. Yeah. Huh. Uh, plus, as if reading wasn't enough work as it is. Now You, you want me to write? I have to actually do stuff in this? Do you know how many letters there are in this thing? <laughs> I have to pay for this? 
Plus, an inspiring speaker will energize audiences with tools and insights to move them toward their healthiest and best lives. I know who it's going to be. Huh. David Hasselhoff. Of course. He's great in public speaking situations. Who would have been? Hasselhoff. Did everyone bring their workbooks? <laughs> <laughs> Each stop will include a different celeb guest. Organizers say Oprah will close out the day as only she can, empowering audiences to let 2020 be the year of transformation and triumph, beginning first and foremost with what makes us well. This so, is going to be a tough sell. I mean, some people are going to go to it just for that, like your your wife, but it, it, I'm, I'm well, finding it hard to figure out exactly what the hell it is. Yes, I don't, um, after him, you know, listening to the person describe what it is, I don't think my wife would go to this okay. one. Okay. If it was like a speaking thing, like at the Wells Fargo Center, she'd probably be all about that. Do you think but... it'd be better if it's like a monster truck show with yeah, all these people? Yeah. So, which one would you want to see? Which of these celebrities with Oprah? Yeah. Uh, would you want to see Lady Gaga, Michelle Obama, Jennifer Lopez, Dwayne Johnson, Amy Schumer, Tina Fey, Tracy Ellis Ross, or Kate Hudson? Uh, oh, Dwayne oh. Johnson and Tina Fey. Can we only pick one? You can only pick one. Uh, and a, and a side salad. Nah, <laughs> probably t- probably Tina Fey. <laughs> I think I'd go see Lady Gaga. I really kind of felt she's for really her good after a stars. Are they talking? You know, you're or, right. Or singing? They're talking. Oh uh, yeah, uh, she's the only singer. What yeah. if she well, talks? Jennifer Lopez if she talks kind of a singer. melodically with music behind her, Preston, wouldn't that be singing? That's kind of be singing. I thought she was a dancer. <laughs> no, God, you're, you're killing me, man. <laughs> Damn it, I missed I'm, I'm it. Trying oh, to get there. Come on, come on. Jesus, no, 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 no. No, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Jinx! Oh my God! Oh, uh, that cracks us up, doesn't it? <laughs> that really? that uh, and Nick and Pierre's one, two, three. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> All right, anyhow. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a nine-day trek. It opens in Fort Lauderdale, but I don't know the other. Uh, and they're traveling in the same van, right? Yeah, yeah, all of them. All of them together. <laughs> the Rock's driving. Who ate my olive loaf? That I would pay to see. <laughs> hey, uh, this is really weird. Julia Roberts as Harriet Tubman. Yeah. May sound strange and offensive, but the film's screenwriter and producer, Gregory Allen Howard, said that that was suggested when the movie was first being shopped around Hollywood. Listen to this. All right. Howard revealed the bizarre casting suggestion in an interview with Focus Features earlier this month and repeated the story in an L.A. Times op-ed published on Tuesday. He said, picture 1994. This is a great script. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman," said the then president of Studio Sublabel of a Studio Sublabel. Do they do is the do they believe this person didn't know who Harriet Tubman was or was going to do this outlandish casting? Well, listen to this. So, so he goes on to write. Fortunately, there was a single black person in the studio meeting twenty five years ago who told them that Harriet Tubman was a black woman. The president then replied, "Well, that was so long ago. Nobody will know that." Oh my God. <laughs> So, you saw the follow-up story, right? The original casting choice for Malcolm X was Charles Grodin? No yeah. way. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I, how could you even make that work? Uh, that said, uh, that, he said, is how the 25-year journey to get Harriet Tubman's story to the screen began. Uh, it was a struggle to attract studios and finance. He said, what I realize now is that the film was not going to get made until the environment in Hollywood changed. Hollywood had to go through its own climate change. And learn stuff. He said, nobody in Hollywood wants to be an outlier. Hollywood has a herd mentality. There was no herd around the story of a former slave girl who freed other slaves. He said, two films really changed the climate in Hollywood to allow Harriet to be made. He said uh, that uh, Focus Features, he told Focus Features in the Q&A, 
when 12 Years a Slave hit, became a hit and did a couple hundred million dollars worldwide, I told my agent, you can't say that this kind of story won't make money now. And then Black Panther really blew the doors open. Did you ever see the movie The Player with Tim Robbins? Uh, ages and ages ago yeah. to where I don't even really remember it but all. There, there's a lot of those pitching sessions where there and you can see uh, well it's this this meets this yeah. and this meets that and and, there, and it's not I'm sure it's very accurate to what those sessions are like with a lot of these executives who are many of them don't know who a Harriet Tubman is well in uh in uh, uh for your consideration a Christopher Guest yeah, movie yeah, yeah. part where <laughs> Uh, where uh, Ricky Gervais comes in, and he's a studio head of some type, and he asks him, "It's they're making a movie about a Jewish holiday. And right, he's like, right. can you just tone down all the Jewishness <laughs> in this? And then they end up changing it. Yeah. And they changed the name to Thanksgiving instead of Purim, which was the Jewish holiday. <laughs> and it totally speaks to that type oh, yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but Harriet, which stars uh, Cynthia uh, Irivo as Tubman, was released on November 1st. It's made $64 million in the U.S. and international sales. But that's an odd little story. I wonder, though, a movie with Julia Roberts playing Harry Tubman. <laughs> what kind of box office would How that would do? would that do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Oh, this is pretty amusing. Uh, kids are obviously tough to please, even if you've won an Oscar. For Matt Damon, who shares four daughters with wife Luciana, cue the Matt Damon clip. Matt Damon. That that was. Wow. Co- Did you guys both do it at the yes. same time? Right. Okay. Three, two, You'll never be able to do it again. One. Matt Damon. You did it. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Let's do. It's let's called do the, the chorus effect. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? Three, two, one. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Oh, oh, I, I screwed the it other up. One. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyhow, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. Uh, that means no interest in goodwill hunting from his offspring. He said it's a total resistance. Matt Damon. He tells uh, People Magazine in this week's issue about uh, which uh, films of his he's been excited to share with his kids. He said, I'm kind of trying to force them, and it's not working. And I'm like, are you sure you don't want to see goodwill hunting? <laughs> What's that one he did? Uh, he, said, he said, you know, Dad and Uncle Ben wrote it, right? <laughs> and he said, uh, they're like, nope, don't want to see it. We bought a zoo, right? Wouldn't that be a good kids movie? Or we yeah. leased a whorehouse, or what was that? Thing? I don't know. No. How, I don't know how old his kids Matt are. Damon. I mean, if he wants to show him Goodwill Hunting, yeah, it's, I think it's a fine movie. It's, I, a, it's a great movie, but it's there's a lot yeah. of language, I guess and so, there's yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a bit much. Uh, but you know what? It made me realize that I need to show my sons uh, that movie because that is a great freaking movie. Halle Berry loves her fans who uh, came out swinging for her after and she. Don't I- <laughs> she gets her stalker after she got injured on her new film called Bruised. You would expect to be injured on a film called Bruised. Yeah, I it's would about think. Uh, an MMA fighter. The 53-year-old took to social media writing, "Thank you to all the folks that have showered me with love since my injury. It was par for the course when you do your own stunts, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Who hurt you? Because I'll kill him. Just know I'm far from uh, tired." Uh, I'm wide awake and just getting started. So is she an MMA fighter in this? She is directing the movie. They were filming in Atlantic City, and yeah, she's an MMA fighter. She's okay. old, though. What's that? I mean, she's old. Well, she's also really, I, I guess, listen, they have different weight classes, so yeah. I could see that. You know, as long as she's going up against another, like, flyweight this, or something So this like came that. in as as a biography of Chuck Wepner. Ah! They changed it. <laughs> To Halle Berry as an MMA fighter. Maybe we can get Halle yeah. to play Chuck... This started as Frederick Douglass. Oh, it did. <laughs> and they changed it 
Uh, uh, in fact, this was supposed to movie. The next movie she's going to do is called Mystic Tubman, which is a combination of the Julia Roberts movie and Harriet Tubman. Well, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. It. So listen, I just uh, I pulled up the IMDb on Bruised, and fourth down is our friend Michelle Carmen. What? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So Halle Berry, then Kevin Benton. I don't know Melanie Waldman. I don't know, and then Michelle Carmen, who's a singer oh. and uh, was in our calendar oh, in two thousand nine or Wait, something. Who was a singer? Hold on. She... <laughs> no, no, she was a dancer. Jinx. Stop. Shouldn't have said anything. Uh, no, yeah. I didn't know. I wait, wait, wait. Nick, get me Michelle Carmen on the phone, would you? <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, it says she plays Lady Killer Posse. So is I that misspelled? I assume <laughs> that uh, she, Lady Killer is going to be one of the fighters, yeah. and then she'll yeah. be she'll be in the posse. So Michelle Carmen, yeah, from our Totally Office calendar, way back when, a longtime friend of ours, a wonderful singer and uh, performer. She's great. Uh, and, and is amazingly beautiful. And in fact, has a cameo in a well-known movie, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. She is Moon Balloons. <laughs> that is right across the street. Uh, who is uh, watering the plants? Yeah. As uh, as uh, uh, Adam Sandler yells out at her and says, "Hey, Moon right. Balloons." It was a great, great scene. Yeah, it is. She and she looks phenomenal in it. So that's cool. All right, we'll look for her in the movie. I'm texting her now. Uh, what else I have here for you? Helena Bonham Carter is uh, spilling the tea on Tuesdays. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. She's head of her Crown co-star, Olivia Coleman. She talks about a few different co-stars in this uh, interview. She says, very big heart, Niagara in her capacity for crying. She's extraordinary, but she feels everything. There's nobody like her, no tear duct like her. On Sasha Baron Cohen, her Les Mis co-star, she said, he needs attention, doesn't he? <laughs> Slight attention seeker. Uh, he has emotional issues. And she loves her Oceans co-star, Rihanna, though. She said, Rihanna, she is amazing. She looks extraordinary. She's a goddess. Could never understand a word she said, though. We speak totally different languages, but I love her. She's amazing to look at. A really good actress. Uh, and uh, she's a great designer, too. Uh, I, I really like Helena Bottom Carter. I, I love really her, like in, her. Uh, in Big Fish, which you know is one of my top five movies. I just adore that movie. Yeah. And her character in particular is the the, the perceived witch who has that... You know, uh, unrequited love with yeah. the main character is great. And, and she, is she also, she can pull off uh, really funny, really intense, really crazy. And then when she turns around in uh, the King's Speech yeah. and she plays this uh, aristocrat, you know, I mean, a member of the royal family, right, right. Yeah. she pulls it off seamlessly. She's fantastic. And she's in The Crown. She's in the new uh, yeah. uh, season of The Crown. She's 53 case. Okay. She's also in Mystic Tubman. Uh, yeah. Is she? Wow. I thought that never got off the ground. <laughs> There's well, still, you know, it's still there's still life in it. They got green All right, so Oscar and Emmer, em, Emmer, Emmer winner and actress. <laughs> Guess who's one in Emmer? Thanks for coming to the motion picture celebration and giving out the Emmer award. That's not too far off because it's Holly Hunter who kind of talks like yeah. that. Yeah, that's anyway, true. Yeah. So that's who yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, Oscar and Emmy-winning actress Holly Hunter has uh, designed on to co-star with Ted Danson. In a new, as yet untitled NBC comedy, huh? That's pretty solid. Uh, they're both very funny. Yeah, uh, he's actually tremendously funny. Uh, writer, producers Tina Fey and Robert Carlock said in a joint statement, "We are so excited to write for Holly Hunter. We're both huge fans, and we'll have to find a way to act normal around her. Uh, to have Holly and Ted in the same show, it's now officially an embarrassment of riches." I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it's going to be called, but it is uh, roughly about a liberal Los Angeles councilwoman who clashes with the wealthy businessman newly elected mayor, uh, whom Danson is going to play. Huh. So that could be a good combo, those two together. 
A couple other quick things. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is making his debut on London's West End next year with a revival of 4,000 Miles. And he's signed to appear in Harriet Brockovich. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The King's... The King's Chalamet will appear alongside the Crown's Eileen Atkins and Amy Herzog's Pulitzer-nominated play, which is set in New York. Uh, okay, so Palm Clementif. Uh, she played Mantis in oh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Love her. Two and yeah. multiple Avengers movies. Yeah, I didn't know her name was Palm, P-O-M. Uh, has signed up to star in Mission Impossible. Oh, so uh, she's gonna uh, be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, have you, are, I know we've asked you. Are you up to all the films? Have you seen them all yet? Uh, Mission Impossible? Yeah, yeah. Nope, nope. And I know you guys said that the last one was when Ghost Protocol's there, fantastic, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, and um, Fallout. Yes. Both of them? Yeah, the Hen- Henry Cable's in the most recent one. And uh, they just, they you feel like you are getting your time uh, time's worth. You know, if you, you if you go to see in the theaters, these movies are just done to be audience pleasers, and they're great. Okay. I was watching uh, Guardians 2. It was on the other day, and uh, the part where... Um, <laughs> Uh, what the big guy, the character Drax. Uh, Drax is telling her how ugly she is. Yeah, yeah. it's just hilarious. You are hideous, <laughs> yeah. but that's a good thing. <laughs> You're beautiful uh, um, inside. So she joins fellow Marvel alum Haley Atwell and Tom Cruise for two upcoming films, uh, the okay, seventh yeah. and eighth installments in the franchise. So she's going to be on board for both of those. Uh, and then finally, the Vikings will continue to storm Netflix. The mega streamers ordered Vikings Valhalla. A sequel to the hit series that is heading into its sixth and final season on the History Channel. I'm so glad Tony Danza's joined that cast. <laughs> <laughs> Vikings? Vikings, we must subscribe to a personal code. Yeah. Uh, Deadline reports that uh, 24 episodes have been ordered from the show's creator, Michael Hurst, and Studio MGM Television. So that is... Where's Meister Strawman? ...is going to move over to uh, Netflix. All right, we're ready to roll out the clips. Grey's Anatomy has taken fans through the drama behind the doors of Seattle Grace Mercy West Hospital for 16 seasons. And in this clip, I know, Kevin McKidd describes what he enjoys about playing Dr. Owen Hunt, a somewhat flawed character. Here we go. It isn't always about him being likable and lovely and cute and sweet to everyone. You know, that he challenges that kind of popularity contest of the, the world we live in right now. And I like that. It kind of feels um, more real in a way. You! Uh, the fall finale of Grey's Anatomy is on uh, ABC at 8 o'clock. All right, so he is in... Is he not in uh, the Wonder Woman movie? He's a... The uh, I know he's in Train Spotting, but he he's the like. He the, looks like the guy who plays the sharpshooter who yes. never really shoots. Yeah, but I don't. He, I don't think he is. See it on his no. credits. He case. looks like that dude. He does look a little bit like All him. Right. He, right. He's in the Runaway Tubman. Keep <laughs> <laughs> him going. I like this. Thing. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. Next clip. <laughs> or sleeping with the Harriet. <laughs> Knives Out puts a modern take on a classic murder mystery tale. Director Ryan Johnson, who was here in our studio not that long ago, is a mystery fanatic and discusses his passion for the star-studded movie in this clip. The whodunit genre, it's such a specific genre. It's something that for me is like comfort food. I keep coming back to it. It's something I have always, literally always wanted to do whole life. And so to have finally done one with this cast to put it out there like this, it just, I don't know, it feels pretty amazing, though. Uh, Knives Out is in theaters everywhere on Thanksgiving Day, and you can check our interview with Ryan on the Fun Size Podcast.
uh, page, and that's available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. He was great. Yeah, he really. Was a nice guy. And this movie, this is getting rave reviews. I love a good whodunit. And is he handling the next Star Wars uh, franchise mm, or what? There is. There is supposed to be. It? He's working on a supposedly working on a trilogy that's all his own. Star Wars, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, right. um, but J.J. Uh, Abrams directed the n- the next one that's coming okay. out. All right. The, I knew that he was tied in directly right. to Star Wars somehow or another. Okay, uh, that's what I got for you this morning in the Entertainment Report. Our uh, the Xfinity Lounge is filling up with people. I can see him in the uh, through the the glass here. Uh, that's our Great American Smokeout. Yes, uh, peeps who hopefully are going to walk out of here. And never smoke again. So you'll see them rushing in and out right before so they can go have their last few smokes uh, before they uh, they go into the room. We've seen it before, and we've yeah. seen it end very well for a lot of people. Yep, so hopefully they're done for good. Dr. Rosenpenis will be here in a little while, any moment. Actually, we're going to start it in just a tad bit. But you can go to quititnow.com if you're interested in getting Dr. Rosenberg is his name uh, and his services. <laughs> is this a real name? He's it the real, real deal. So yeah. anyhow, we're going to get that underway. Cal Penn's going to be on the program. Information about the camp out for hunger left and right. We'll take a break and be back as his son is coming up on a beautiful Thursday morning with the President Steve Show. We'll be right back. The President Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So yeah, today is the uh, the annual Great American Smokeout. This is uh, listen. It, I think it's it's good to know that if you're going to try and kick a nasty habit like this, that you are in good company. That other people are doing it together and trying, and maybe it's a sense of community. You know I, I mean? agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. It, it, when you realize also, you know, there's a long history of people who have been able to do it before you, but that there are people. Uh, you know, feeling your pain right now yep. somehow makes it uh, better. You know, you're in this together. I have not smoked in over 17 years. Yeah. And it is, uh, I am so thankful. And I actually find it gross now. I never thought there'd be a day when, I, when I'm when i like, ugh. This yeah. Is, ugh, it's nasty. And uh, it's it's so much better. You you save money. You're healthier, obviously. You're not a slave to this thing where you got to constantly go and find a, an area away from everybody else so you can go smoke. When you're done with it, you're done with it, man. It's so great. And also, I think these days, uh, just on a financial level, oh my God, it's such it's expensive. an expensive habit. Yep, exactly. So we're going to try and help you kick the habit, at least a group of people in our uh, studios. And uh, maybe you can do it on your own. Let's find out. If not, you can get help from this guy, Dr. Rosenberg. Yeah. Dr. Rosenpenis, as we know him. How you doing? Good morning. Nice you remembered. To, nice to see you, sir. I know. I should have introduced you with the penis first, but That's I went correct. with the bird. That's correct. How you doing, man? I am fantastic. This is my holiday. It is, right? This that is like is the it. Super Bowl and Christmas. I, I and... got my tie on, the Great American Smokeout tie. Oh, nice. So we're ready to go. You know, the cool part is that uh, having uh, you know gotten to know you better, obviously we have a sexual relationship. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, yes, you do take me to bed every night. I yes, I actually do. Yeah. I have a little meditative thing that you recorded for me, but I know you have a legitimate, genuine zeal for helping people kick this particular habit. And other things as well, and you can you can help people with so many things. But this in particular is something that you really delight in, be able to turn people's lives around. We've seen it. We've said it on the air many times. People walk out never smoking again. Yeah, it, it, it amazes me how many people are successful with this. Yeah. It's a phenomenal situation. I don't know about you guys, but I now get emails year round I do. asking yeah. about Dr. Rosenpenis because yeah. they want him to be, uh, they want his help 
uh, uh, you know, throughout the year, and they ask us when we're going to do this day, which for, is always for all really, sorts of things. For all sorts yeah, yeah, of things, yeah. and so it's really cool for us to be able to point them in your direction, Doctor. Because thank you so much. Yeah, well, it's great, and it's not just smoking cigarettes, obviously, but that's uh, is that's the primary focus for today. Yeah, yeah. Today is the Great American Smokeout, and we're going to get everybody to be non-smokers. And on my website, we have posted so many different tips for stopping smoking, and it's just great. So if you uh, get there and go to www.quititnow.com, and you can get a lot of information. And and just about other services you offer as Oh, well. absolutely. Yeah, yeah so. but today, go there. Smoking. Get that smoking information. We also have a uh, Great American Vape Out uh, situation going. It's another too. aspect. Yeah, yeah I'm so, sure you're getting hit up for that as uh, yeah, well. Yeah, so it, it's it's good, but quititnow.com. Now, right. I understand for the week leading up to this, you've been uh, holding sessions with a jackhammer running in the background <laughs> to, to make sure with all the construction equipment here going on. Yeah, that's on. a good question. I Hopefully, over in the, the room where we're going to set you guys up, you won't be hearing, <laughs> which we hear. What I said is, don't smoke! Is uh, the construction that's going well, on Well, we could here. use that because every time they want to take a puff, they'll hear that fire alarm. Well, what, what you're, oh, what you're doing, by the phenomenal. way, to Preston's thing about, about it makes you sick, you make a, you make a mental attachment to being sick right at the uh, at the at the well, notion of smoking. Smoking is sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're sick. You, yeah, it's, it's sickening. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, everything of that uh, sort. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. What we like to do also is to meet a couple people. We have a we have a room full. We have twenty some odd people that are going to go in for this uh, treatment and see if it can change your lives. So we have two guys that came in just to get their story to give you an idea. Yeah. Of uh, what smoking is, we have uh, both Mark and Joe who are here this yeah. morning. Yeah. Uh, let's say hi to Joe first. Joe, what's your story? Where are you from? I'm from Nottingham, Pennsylvania. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 47. 47. How long have you been smoking? Roughly 40 years. For, since 40. you were seven years old, you started yeah. smoking? Yeah, 62 cents a pack. Wow. wow. Joe, I was eight, so we're close. Yeah. <laughs> now, hey, listen, man, the first time I, I fiddled yeah. around with a cigarette, I was still in grade schools because I, I grew up in an era when... All my parents and their friends were smoking. Cigarettes were around the house. Ashtrays were all over the place. Yep. It looked cool to us because the parents were doing it. You take a butt out of the, the ashtray and light it up and try it out, you know, yeah. and that's kind of how you get started. So or off the street. About. We took it off the street. Yeah. yeah. So how many times, Joe, have you tried to quit? Uh, at least a dozen. At least a dozen times. Yeah. How? What's the longest it's ever lasted? Four years. It did last oh, four wow. years. Wow. Well, what snapped you back, if I might ask? Working a job down in Delaware and uh, could smoke anywhere. And I started bowing them from people and started feeling guilty about bowing them, so I started buying them again. Oh, so wow. how, how long ago was that? Uh, when, when 2015. That... No kidding. So not that long ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is uh, – and, and what ways have you have you used to I've try used, and quit? I've used Wellbutrin. I used the patch. Um, just quit cold turkey a couple of times. My wife told me if I quit again, she's going to divorce me. <laughs> so I'm hoping this works. Okay. Apparently <laughs> I get upset and agitated. Yeah. Well, let, let, yeah. let me ask you this, too. Have you ever been hypnotized or had anything close to that? Yes, sir. So my perception of what it was, or, again, I do a meditation that uh, Dr. Rosenberg did for me, you know, and, it, and it's, you know, I, I never felt, okay, this is something that, that would work for me. And, and my perception of what it was and how it actually plays out is a little bit different, but it was very, it's very effective. Uh, so this is, uh, and I, I think, obviously, when it's something you really want to do, as you do, if you apply what he's going to tell you and, and record as he wants you to record this session, yep. It it can work, so throw God, yourself so. into it fully. Open oh, your mind. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Let's meet Mark. Mark, step on up to the mic here. Where are you from, bud? Uh, Delco. Delco. Hey, yeah, nice. Man. How old are you, Mark? Delco. 58 years old. 58. Yeah. And how long have you been smoking? 
I, I think I was in third grade when I picked up Wow. Unbelievable. All right. And have you, like Joe, made some runs at it before? Many times. No kidding. And what's the, what do you got there? What's that? better when you put them on. You got the patch. Yeah. I've um, done Wellbutrin, Chantax. I've done the patch. Yeah. The gum, the everything. So you, the, you really want to quit? Absolutely. Okay. Lifelong. Um, what, uh, what keeps drawing you back in? I wish I had the answer. You, you know, know a lot Kate, of times it's environmental. You've said this, Preston. You, you, there was one thing you did that was always joined with smoking. Yeah. And so, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, having having a cup of coffee yeah. and a cigarette, having a beer and a cigarette. They go hand in hand. Eating after you're done, having a cigarette. It's all part of the routine. And Casey has a point that, that he's said for years. He always wanted to create a label that says, warning, uh, smoking cures boredom. Yeah. So, like, just yep. because there's nothing else to do, yeah. you light up a smoke. Yeah. You well, know? you're forgetting so, one thing, the addiction. Every right. time you want to stop... That cigarette calls you, yeah, and it's the nicotine. You know, all you really need is five cigarettes a day to keep the nicotine addiction going. When I was down to five cigarettes, I felt like I had it done, but then I couldn't get rid of the five. So I hypnotized myself, and it worked. So it's it's that nitty-gritty, those blood level of nicotine that you have to keep. Yeah, Mark, yeah. what's the longest you've been able to go without a cigarette? I've actually done a few years. Okay. I've numerous times quit, and I quit from December to April, just later yeah. the beginning of this year. And, yep. Doctor, it's amazing you just said it, because I think if I wean myself down, oh, yeah, it, always stayed at that five. So yeah, it's the, it's the nitty-gritty five that yeah. I call it. I've been doing this for so long, I got mm. this down to a science. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey, you had a question? Well, yeah, it's funny, because I had always said, man, if I could only smoke five cigarettes a day, yeah. well, I would it. totally do that. That's you know, it. but I was never a five cigarette a day guy. I that's was, uh, I was See, uh, and, a pack. And then and... here's the here's the the real bad thing mm-hmm. is, you know, you take that hit on a cigarette, and all of a sudden you feel satiated because you got that kick of the nicotine. Yeah. So that's what you remember going on. So when right. he was bombing cigarettes, he got that kick. He said, "Oh my God." Yeah. That's what I remembered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so then you think that cigarettes are relaxing you. They're not. Nicotine's a stimulant stronger than caffeine, so it can't be a relaxant. You're just getting yourself satiated from that nicotine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you know, I, I feel for both of you guys because I have been in that those uh, situations where I, I had been you know smoke free, nicotine free for months, if not years. I had quit smoking cold turkey, which I think is the most amazing way to quit. Is if you can do it without any sort of assistance. But I did the cold turkey back in the early aughts, and then uh, what happened? I smoked one cigarette, yeah, and then six months later, I was full on. And so the idea is like if you can just get past that point where the physical addiction is gone, right? Where your body's not telling you that you need it anymore. If you just don't have that first cigarette. Now, I, I've been sober for seven and a half years, and it's the same sort of idea. You know, don't have that first drink, and you won't have the second one. You well, know every, what I mean? Everybody so, yeah. says you're yeah. a puff away from a pack a day, yeah, which is very true. Very, very, uh-huh. very true, yeah. yeah. Very right. true. Well, we're ready for this to be over. We're ready for it to end. So let's get you guys in there, okay? I want to thank Mark and Joe for telling their story yeah, this man. morning. Yeah. Good luck, guys. I want to wish them like, many, many, many decades of smoking. Uh, Dr. Rosenberg, you ready to go? I am ready. All right, All right. man. <laughs> 
Well, let's get you guys out of here. We're going to send you over. We're going to be monitoring. We have a microphone in the room that they will be in. We attached and... a microphone to the jackhammer. <laughs> ah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. so it's up yeah, nice yeah. and close. Uh, so Marissa <laughs> Marissa is going to uh, walk them over into uh, a place we call the fishbowl, <laughs> which is a new part of the building. It's a conference room that uh, you can see into with uh, glass walls. But yeah. uh, it should be interesting. And listen, we've had... We've had success over the years of people giving it up. So let's hope that this uh, continues on. Uh, we'll check in with them in a moment. Let's. Uh, I want to do a couple shout-outs, if you don't mind, yes. real quick. Uh, it says, hey, guys, can I make a shout-out request? My wife, Maria, just had her first baby, and we are both huge fans of the show. That is from uh, Taylor Liska, so a nice short and sweet one for you guys. Congratulations. Then this one says, hey, my boyfriend, Dennis Shaw, I guess it's, Shaw. it's S-C-H-U-H, Shaw. Shaw. Is turning 51 this year on November 27th. He has listened to the show since the 80s. Wow, that's interesting. I was in high school in the 80s, uh, and he is always there. I think he mean. I think yeah. she means the uh, the station. Uh, always there for his family and mine. And I've loved this man all my life. Would love to surprise him with a shard out. Uh, how would I go getting that done? Oh, well, you just did. And that is from Gina. So Gina to her boyfriend Dennis Shaw. Happy birthday! A little early happy birthday. And then this one <clears throat> I got from. Um, Jeffrey Sterling says, hey, long-time listener, huge fan. I'm one of the guys that used to bring in the Oreo truffles to the studio. Oh, I love those. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I wanted to see if I could do a shout-out, and I wanted to do this early, so make sure this person still hears it. A shout-out request to the security guard, Ken, at my daughter's preschool. Uh, it says, Beth or congregation. Uh, this guy sits outside in the cold every morning, greeting everyone while blasting Preston and Steve's show ah. and keeping our little kids safe. Thanks, and have a great holiday season. So here's a chart that is for uh, Ken, the security guard. I like that. everybody. And it led me to this conversation. <clears throat> it was actually a, uh, might have been a TikTok video uh, that Casey had shown me. It was yeah. weeks ago, but it always kind of stuck with me. It was pretty funny because Ken, the security guard, uh, kids might call Ken, the security guard, Ken. Yes. You never know. If there, there are some people around school that you can maybe get away with using their first name. But this kid uh, made a video of him going around his high school, or it might have been middle school. No, it was high school. It was yeah. high school. Yeah. And all through the day, he goes up to teachers, and he's he's filming it, and he gets their reaction. It's his from his point of view to the teachers. And instead of, you know, hi, Mrs. Smith, he would say, hey, Gene. Yeah. He would say their first name and get reactions back from them. And yeah. they range from utter disgust <laughs> to uh, surprise uh-huh. to almost horror, like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Right. And it is a hilarious video. And I think that that is a, that is a huge taboo in the world of school teachers. I, I, I would agree. I, that's, uh, I, the, I the notion of never. calling a teacher by their first name was, as a kid, the notion of calling an adult by their first name, unless I was, Absolutely told to do so. Right. I would never do that. Our best friends, when I was as young as kindergarten, uh, they, they lived in the, in the house behind us, and we became best friends. Our families did. Uh, they were the Chates, but they were always uh, Marlene and Jerry to hmm. us. Uh, we, really? We used their first names, yeah. Did, yeah. did they, did they when, when you said to them formally, did they say, call me Marlene? 
I don't remember. Okay. We just we just always did it, huh. and it, and it was great. Yeah. It was actually I felt a very cool, close relationship. You know what though? I don't know if it's the age of the kids or what, but preschool is typically uh, Miss or Mister first name. It's yes. not the last name. You're right. So I, I wonder if it's maybe some of the last names are a little bit uh, too difficult for it the younger be, kids yeah. or something like that. But you know, and then uh, as they go into school, if they have a long last name, they'll you know abbreviate it or just do you know Mrs. A or yeah. you know something like that. But yeah, the younger kids. Yeah. Go with you're, the first name. You're absolutely right. And then uh, my, uh, I went to Hillside Elementary School in, in Berwyn, and we had a janitor who I just found out is still there. No yeah. way. And her name was Miss Mickey, and that's what we referred to her as. Oh. And she, but all the kids knew her, and she was the friendliest, nicest lady on the planet. But it was we <laughs> referred to her by Miss and then her first name. But any of the teachers yeah. were Mr. and Mrs. then last name. Last name, yeah. yeah. I go into Jace's school once a week, and I actually asked the teacher if she could have the kids call me Miss Kathy. I don't like the last name. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, and last year they called me by my last name, but then this year I said I'd rather just be Miss Kathy. I don't know. I just... Yeah. For that age? uh, I don't know. Like, my friends always called my mom... Um, there were some that called her Mrs. Romano, but she would always say, you can call me Jerry. Like, it was okay in my house to call my parents by their first name. If you get get the pass and the adult says, call me by my first name, done deal. When I was a kid, though... Uh, always, you know, Mr. or Mrs. last name, uh, unless told otherwise. I, I'm I'm totally cool with the, um, I get called, uh, our neighbor's kids are, are adorable. They they call me uh, Mr. Steve. Yeah. And that's a little notch of, of adult respect. Yeah. Uh, and it's, but it's also informal at the same time. I like it. I think it's cute. Uh, cross street neighbors, I had Mrs. Snell and her husband was Joe. And so it was just weird because one was Mrs. Oh, and then right. that was Joe. And then uh, <laughs> their next door neighbors was uh, Aunt Helen. Uh, she was not my aunt, but, but she was she was an old lady. <laughs> and we called her Aunt Helen. And I think those are the only first namers that we would uh, uh, refer to on our whole block. Now, okay. In school, no. No way would you. Although you you, you mentioned uh, uh, Nick. You had mentioned your. Uh, no. Maybe. <laughs> Our janitor was Walt. Okay. Was he, he Mr. Walt or was he just Walt? No, he was just Walt. Okay. In fact, there was a time where he retired and we, uh, uh, when we were in eighth grade. You um, called him retiree Walt. No, we acted as if he had been fired. He retired. And we picketed the, the hallways <laughs> and created the WWW club. Called, it was the We Want Walt Back Club. <laughs> Yes. How do you get WWW by We Want Walt Back? Well, I mean, it was We Want Walt, and oh, we were okay. chanting, We Want Walt Back! We Want Walt Back! That's cool. I nice. like that. All right. I do like that. Um, All right. But we did have... And then they come and go, He retired, dumbass. We he don't know retired, what that means. Dumbass. Mm. <laughs> we had a, a, a sister. Uh, her name was Sister Helen Mary. Now, behind her back... We called her Sister Harry Mellon. <laughs> and one time on accident, I called her Sister Harry Mellon. And, <gasps> oh, to uh, her face? To her face. Oh, no. And thank God, I, you know, I was like, oh, oh excuse I, me. <laughs> I, like, was not being disrespectful. I just messed up. But, like, that's what we called her behind her back. Okay. There was a teacher, a substitute teacher called Miss uh, Litnicky. Yeah. And I called her Miss Titlicky. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a name. That's you a name. It's a name. It's a name. It's a name. Uh, no, no, she was she was a sub, man. She, you know, she loved it. She, we had it. Do you have a uh, a light for my cigarette? By the way, we got a we got a tag. Uh, it says my students call me Peyton all the time. They think they're funny. By the way, that's our old intern Peyton. Oh, oh no. yeah, we love Peyton. Who we miss? Yes, I guess she's a teacher. I did 
not know that. She's awesome. But she says the kids think they're funny when they do when that. When they do that. Now, whether that bothers no. her or not, I don't know. But I think it sounds like she thinks it, it's okay. But listen, some teachers, um, you'll go to the principal's office for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you'll get demerits or whatever kind of punishment that they that they meet out if you will call them by their first name i think you lose something if you don't listen again if the if the uh uh if the adult says hey call me cash that's fine that's fine but you should always approach with the respect of mr or mrs last name this is what i'm going to call you first right. and then oh, it is please up to you call me yeah. okay yeah. done did you ever have a, a teacher that insisted upon doctor as their moniker as well? Well, if they're a doctor, then our, you I'll be enough, Preston, yeah. our janitor did. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, Dr. Carl. Neurosurgeon Carl, please. In college? Really? No, we, not in, in college. In, in high school. Well, yeah, we, either. High school or college. Like we, had a, we, we had a doctor. Yeah, we had a lot of doctors. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yes, our assistant principal in uh, junior mm-hmm. high asked yep. us to call him Dr. Uh, you know, like a like a Dr. Cosby is uh, currently in a federal penitentiary. Right, right, exactly. Uh, hang on, Lori went to high school with you, Kathy. So let me go to her. Hey, Lori, good morning. No, it's actually Mary. Oh, hi, Mary. Uh, so you went to high school with Kathy or Casey? Maybe I don't know. No, Kathy. <laughs> oh, it is. That, so we got that part Kathy. right. Okay, go ahead. Yes, we got that right. All right. Um, Kathy, do you remember the Van Man? Yes, of course. The Van Man. I was on the first name. Yep. He was a truancy officer, made sure we didn't leave. I didn't even know he had a first name. He was just Van Man. Nope, I was Howie. Howie. Okay. All right, David, could, Van you, could you call him Howie, Howie, Mary? Yes, I did. Okay. Did it bother him? I had, I had two lunches. You had two lunches? So class Is this a flashback? Yeah, I'm like, uh, did you call him Howie or did you, like, moan Howie? Oh, dear God. No. Okay. No, that we were in Bucks County, not Delco. Oh, Van Man. What the hell? What was that story about? So Van Man sat in a van, and basically he was a truancy officer, and he just sat outside the school to make sure that nobody was leaving. We weren't allowed to leave campus. We didn't have one where we could leave during lunch or, um, you know, study hall or anything like that. So he would, and if you tried to leave, he would chase you in that van. Yeah, I'm wondering if these security officers, if you can call them by their first name or not, or if they insist upon Mr. or Miss uh, so-and-so. Well, it's interesting. I, I, (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you you want to be respectful of what people... I have no... Whatever you tell me to call you, I will call you. Uh, in that case, though, it's... Uh, I, I don't even remember ever seeing a truancy officer growing up. All right, I got a first grade teacher, and that is Jill on the line. Hi, Jill. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. So what's your what's your story on uh, first name, last name, Mr. Miss, all that stuff as far as your title goes? So... My kids know my first name, but they know out of respect they call me by my last name. But our, my biggest pet peeve is when parents call me by my first name, and I didn't really let them do that yet, and that really bugs a lot of us. Oh, they don't address us. Come on. <laughs> what, if no, they do it in front I'm of the serious. kids? What are, you, are you saying in front of the kids, to, to Nick's point? So Sometimes. If, what about at a parent-teacher conference? Them. Well, if I like them, they're allowed to call me by my first name. All right, let but me ask. Let me, no, let me ask you this, Joe. What if you're, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, meeting them for drinks afterwards? <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Okay, all right, all right. No, no, no. Call me Mrs. That's Henderson. <laughs> uh, well, I. Uh, ever call me Mrs. Mandy. Uh, <laughs> I find that a little odd, Jill. I understand it's your, you know, it's it's what you prefer, but I would think that if if. Every teacher I've ever met that my kids, they've introduced themselves, they, they introduce their first and last name. Right. Uh, if I go I to do. A, you know. I do. 
I do first and last name, and then <laughs> once I get to know them, it's okay. But it's sort of actually you say call... it's Doctor Jill, please. Mm-hmm. I always call the teachers yeah. by their name, like what yeah. Jace would call his teachers. I would say. I think my Mrs. parents did as well, but I was always in the company of them at the time when I heard that. I didn't know if like. When they were swinging with my teachers, oh, that's, what yeah, they referred to them as. We're not in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I usually call them Mr. and Mrs. Whatever because I always forget their first names. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's easier. Doctor. Doctor. It's easier. He thinks I'm a doctor. Uh, I'm going to go to Wes, who called a teacher by their first name one time. Hi, Wes. You're on the air. Good morning. It's actually Russ, but... Oh, is, is it really? Russ. It's Russ? Yeah, it's Russ. Russ. Fire today. What's up, Russ? <laughs> So I was trying to tell him I uh, I lived in Georgia for a couple of years and down there, at least in the district I was in, you could take um, instead of taking physical education, you could take weightlifting. So I took weightlifting and my instructor was Mr. Emmett Watkins. He never you know mentioned the Emmett part, but um he was like you know ex-military. He was like in a sorority, so he had like the brand on his arm. He was, oh, the he was in a sorority. No, he, yeah, he was. He had the brand on his arm. He was in my sorority. You mean a fraternity? Either well, I mean, way. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> sisters, let's go lift weights. <laughs> so confused. Oh, my God. <laughs> the palms tonight, and I hemorrhaged lifting a deadlifting 500 pounds. So, at any rate, what I'm trying to get around. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, yes. yeah. Sorry. Back to your original point, Been there, Wes. Been there, Russ. Go ahead, Russ. Yeah. I mean, Wes. So, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So, where's the end of this story? I guess it's the fact that this guy was formidable. Yeah. And one day the kids are like, yo, his first name's Emmett. Call him Emmett. So, I called him Emmett, and it was immediately like, boom, 20 push-ups right now. Oh. All right. Like, so, he you know, reprimanded no, you? No, no smile, no nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. So, I think, yeah, you know, I used Thanks. to remember, though, at the beginning of the school year, uh, the, a teacher would, you know, introduce themselves as their name, and they'd, and they'd usually... I remember writing the classic thing on the chalkboard, Mr. Mrs. Ba Ba Ba. And and all my teachers just happened to be named Ba Ba Ba. No, <laughs> no, the uh, uh you know, and that's how you knew how to call them. Yeah. I accidentally called and this was actually one of my favorite teachers, uh, Mr. Quinn. Uh I called him dude one time. Um and it wasn't like I didn't even know what I said. It was a reflexive dude. It was re- you know, because he had asked me a question, I was like, ah, dude, uh, I don't know. How old were you? I was a junior in high school. Yeah, and that's an easy he was slip like, "What did you call me?" Oh, and I was like, on. "I was like, I don't know what I, what did I call you." Right. I, I had no idea because it, it wasn't like intentional or whatever. He actually goes to the dermatologist in this building. Uh, fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> I did really well in his. But fun he, fact. What's his name? But I, uh, Mr. Quinn. Mr. Quinn goes to a dermatologist in Casey's building, <laughs> and we are now Facebook friends. But he, um, he made me. He gave me detention, and I had to come after school. And right on the chalkboard, 100 milk bottles sitting on the wall. One found, fell down, 99 left, all the way down to zero uh, because I called him dude one time. I was wow. Like, hey, guess what? Never called him dude again. Well, Fun fact, yeah. Mr. Quinn uses the same toothpaste Casey does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pop-up videos. We did have one uh, teacher, and he wasn't my teacher, but I knew somebody who was in his class, and he was a really nice guy. And we were allowed to call him by his first name, but not in front of other students. Like, because he said it's a sign of respect. He's like, look, you can use my first name if we are just talking alone or we're in an area where nobody can, other teachers can't overhear it. His name was Hillary, believe it or not. So we called him Hill. Yeah. 
Uh, and I, I call, I would go, hey, Hill, in the hallway one time he pulled me, he says, like, dude, don't ever do that. That's yeah. not cool. Well, and I know you're you're a, a, a fan of this, trying to show respect, like even a military or, sure. or, or, you know, officer, I'll always say when I see a, you know, a police officer, it's yeah. just part of the deal. Yep. Uh, and, and that's, you, you, uh, you make the effort, yeah. and then if they tell you otherwise, then you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're um, purposely trying to be disrespectful, by calling somebody by their first name. And people name. can tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me go to Christine. Hi, Christine. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up, Christine? If that's your name. Hey. Yeah. Doctor. <laughs> it's Christine. Okay. So um, I, I've been teaching for 32 years, and I have had parents try to use my first name, which bothers me, like the first grade teacher said. Because what happens is, is they think they can get extra favors from you because you're on a first name basis. Uh-huh. So one time, so one time when I was uh, teaching, I had a, a child and something happened, and you know the situation was the parents didn't like the decision I made. So while the te- while the parent is talking to me, she's literally yelling at me as to why you know I should have made a different decision for her child. And she's yelling at me and using my first name all at the same time. So I finally said to her, it, as she was screaming at me, my name is Mrs. So-and-so. Because I was like, how dare you call me my first name and ring me out yeah. when it's, it, you know, you, you don't like something, that's fine. But don't call me by my first name. I've never asked them to call me by my first name. Right. That yeah. was kind of interesting. Well, Mrs. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Is it a two-way street yeah. with you? Do you refer to the parents as their first names, or do you call them Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so? I always address them as Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. Right. Okay. Even in email. Yeah, email, I remember. I address them by their first name. I sign my name, Mrs. So-and-so. I never, I never sign off. Uh, with my first name to them. No, I see. I see what you're saying. You, yeah. you, you're you're yeah. you're setting up a dynamic that this is the this is the the school atmosphere and this is, is professional. Mm-hmm. I can completely understand I, that. This is a dynamic that I was not aware of. Yeah, that yeah. that amongst uh, parents are considered to oh. adhere to that as well. And and I I did not know that teachers would always refer yeah. to my mm-hmm. when for parent teachers when my parents would show up to to the parent teacher conference was always Mister and Mrs. Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you, Mrs. So-and-so. Take care. <laughs> I, yeah. I still find myself getting nervous about certain uh, interactions. I, I had a police officer call me yesterday, and I've had some correspondence with this police officer before, and he said, hey, and then he said his first name. Yeah. And I was like, wait, do I call him by his first name now in the course of the conversation, <laughs> yeah. or do yeah, I say yeah, officer? Yeah, yeah. Or I, yeah and, and it was fine. He was cool about it, but it was just like, Burgermeister, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, I was like, all right, uh, see you later. <laughs> How about this one? Constable. Yeah. I, uh, whenever I call Dr. Mike, I'm like, hey, doctor. He's like, call me Mike. I'm like, ah, can't do that. You're my doctor. I switch back and forth. Yeah. He's on the show. I say, Dr. Mike. And yeah. then, uh, you know, I. Uh, you know, and if you. I, I call him Rico Suave. Rico Suave. I refer to him as Dr. Mike in other offices. Like, if he's, yeah. you know, referred me to it and they're like, who? And then I say, Dr. Sirigliano. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Like you know, oh, so I've had the... the opposite thing happen. I've I've said you know it's uh, uh the last two your you know main position is I'll say Doctor Regaliano and they go oh Doctor Mike <laughs> we know Doctor Mike you get that yeah, all the time <laughs> Rico Suave you know the Rico Suave of the medical world. Uh, let me go next to Michelle. Hi Michelle. Good morning. Hey Richard. Hey what? What's up Michelle? 
grade teacher, and if I'm telling my students a story and I tell them my first name is Michelle, they have this look of shock on their face. They're like, what? <laughs> Teachers <laughs> don't have first names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the yeah, hell's going on? That's... Yeah. Think our first name is Miss or Mrs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I wonder though if like Thanks, we Michelle. we had a teacher who had uh, Mr. Cryshack, I remember was his name, and you know when, when you're in like third grade, that's a kid looks at that name and like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> totally, he yeah. has to have been a history his, teacher. And, his, and what's worse, his first name was Ed. It's like. <laughs> Mr. Ed made him a horse. Uh, yeah. Uh, he had to be a history yeah, teacher. Yeah, that sounds saying? like a history teacher's name right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. He, sounds more, uh, he sounds more like a science teacher to me. Because I had a, yeah. a science teacher named Mr. Christman. So immediately I go to that. But he had a huge nose. <laughs> nice, nice, May huge I just observe nose. you have an enormous nose. I mean, it was yeah. like bigger than Getty Lee's. It wow. was monstrous. It was hard to have a class. With a teacher with an outstanding feature like that. You do get over it eventually. Right. Did you ever try to stand under it and put your head up in it? <laughs> no. But I tell you what, man. What, what prob- one of my top three teachers of all time had a pretty severe speech impediment. Aww. Her name was uh, Mrs. Hedrick. And it, was, it wasn't a lisp or anything like that. Her voice would break up like this when she would talk. That's BG and- syndrome. Oh, is that what? Ha, ha, But for the first... Few days, it was hard to get past, but she turned out to be the greatest teacher in the world. She was so awesome, and it was—I'll never forget her. You know, yeah, no, teachers. So there you go. Is that wild? Yeah, and maybe in a way that helped you. Um, it's fantastic. Feel a little bit more of a connection. Just you know, I, I, again, I, I connect to people who I find who are, are self-deprecating, who let let their vulnerability, uh, you know, come out a little bit. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I, my freshman year science teacher, his voice would crack often. I mean, we had school five days a week, at least three of those five days during class. He, when he would talk, it, it's, and it's, at first, no, it was always funny. It was always funny, uh, and we were able to laugh at it, but, like, after a while, it was like, listen, it, it, this happens, you know, and it's happened often. Please stop laughing. It's it's a distraction, but, I mean, when somebody's voice cracks for no reason whatsoever. Especially with kids, it's yes. hard to say, hey, yeah. this funny sound I'm making, don't <laughs> laugh. Yep. Uh, let me get, see, I know we got to take a break, but there's a lot of good calls coming in here. I'm going to go to Dana, who I think is a principal. Uh, let me try this out. Hi, Dana, good morning. Hey, sorry about you at work. It's okay. all right. Are you a principal? No, I'm a preschool teacher. Ah, okay. <laughs> Saying, uh, so what's up, Dana? You're a demolitions expert and a Navy SEAL, <laughs> <laughs> and you meddled in Taekwondo. <laughs> what do you want to share with us? I've been a preschool teacher for 17 years, but I've taught everything up through college. Um, and I can't stand people calling me Mrs. Williams. I feel so old. It's just not me. So all of my kids always call me Miss Dana. I okay. I babysit and I nanny. And anytime, you know, I do parent-teacher conferences, they call me Mrs. Williams. And I, no, just just call me Miss Dana. Okay. You know what? And it's, I think that, I think that's such, that's, that. That's that gives you both. It gives you the respect with a little bit of informality, so you don't feel like you know. A lot of people say I'm not Mr. Morris, and my dad is Mr. Morris, right. you know. And that's kind of the usual comeback to that. So I, I completely hear that. I think it's a nice hybrid yeah. that works. You yeah, know, I agree. All right, right. thanks, and especially Dana. Especially with little guys, it's really hard to say the last name, and Dana is so much easier to say. But it's funny when my kids were younger, they would always come into work with me, and my kids would look around when they would call me mommy, and. They're, 
What did your SEAL team commander call you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dana. Thank you for your service, too. Appreciate it. Yeah. Do you guys have any, like, close uh, family friends that aren't actual family that call you uncle? Yes. Preston, that yeah. aren't, yeah. you're not actually their uncle? Uh, when I, the second yeah. I walk into the brothel. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and vice versa with my kids called Steve, my my best friend, Uncle Steve. Okay. You know, I think it's fun. It's the, endearing. The yeah. worst, though, just in, in talking about name Inability to learn a name as a kid and or pronounce the name as a kid. My uncle Jack, uh, who's uh, since uh, passed, is uh, was a wonderful guy, but I called him Uncle Seaward. <laughs> no, not you, not uh, like yeah. A rooster. Yeah, like a rooster. Wow. Oh wow. And, oh boy, you could just see the look on his face <laughs> at family at family functions. Here it comes. Because I I I had Jack. What is that? Yeah. Uh, one last one, and then then we got to wrap. Uh, I'm going to go to because Jordan. <laughs> This got a little severe. Hi, Jordan. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Good. So you dared to call a teacher by their first name one time? Yeah, I'm not going to say what school district, but I was in eighth grade, and uh, he was like one of those hothead gym teachers that everybody hated, mm. and uh, he was yelling at me one day, and I looked at him and said, hey, hey Marty, just calm down. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh. Dude, you were begging for it. Wow. And what happened? Hey, he, he threw a book right at my head. Oh, man. Did he hit you in the head? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because it would have been great if he missed. He's a gym teacher and he misses. Yeah, we had had a guy like that. Mr. Glazer was his name. And he was, a lot of times your your gym teachers can be hotheads. Jordan, what happened to Marty? Uh, nothing happened to Marty, man. Snitches get stitches, all right? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Oh, my God. Actually, Preston, Mr. Glazer, I remember this, uh, Terry Donatio, sixth grader. Oh, she was the first to develop. I remember this name. And there was, Mr. Glazer would, I mean, this is right out of the police song, you know, pick you up yeah. at the school. And I'm like, this is before all we became aware of so much of this. Yeah. And I remember as I look back on it now, I'm like, what was going on? That sounds on? like that movie Teachers. Remember that? Uh-huh. Lauren Dern and, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the gym teacher. Yeah. yeah. So and I, the guy looked like the Aborigine in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> I obviously still live in the area where I went to school, and if I see any teachers, uh, I still call them Mr. or Mrs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sign of respect. Yeah. 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 Well, Absolutely. Listen, uh, yeah. I, I saw my old uh, uh, driver's ed teacher a few years ago, and uh, I was like, Mr. Williams? Well, I don't know his first name, so that's why I called him Mr. Williams. It was pretty wild, yeah. Interesting, though, the video is very, very funny. It was on TikTok. It's this kid walking around with the, uh, the camera, and, and he's uh, he's surprising the teachers by calling them their first names. None too happy, most no, of them, in that particular not a hit. All right, you know what? Real quick, Case, I'm just going to turn the audio up. Oh, We're yeah, going to yeah. take a break anyway, but the Great American Smokeout is going on. Dr. Rosenpenis, Dr. Rosenberg, yeah. uh, is with our uh, people who want to quit smoking. I'm going to bring up the audio in the room. But, uh, you know... You'll be you'll be good, and uh, you you'll feel good with the. Uh, so this is him giving the preamble about it. He hasn't started hypnotizing well. yet. You can oh, he hasn't started yet. Okay. If everybody needs anything, you can contact me. My website is uh, quititnow.com. So he's just telling them what to so, expect. I would okay. imagine in a little while, because you know the the, uh, the 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 tempo that he speaks with when he's doing the uh, the hypnotism is a little bit different. No, you can no, put no, your pants is... back on. Now. Oh, actually, I think this is the end. He's, he's already done this. Up, yeah. As a matter of fact, Steve, because you have a recording of your session with him, he he um, asked everybody to record so that when they're done today, yeah. they can still use uh, his the, voice, his voice in the session. Oh, to, so know, I to did that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, it's not for smoking. It was again for for meditation. But my and my wife does it as well. It's really wonderful. We missed it. 
Well, yeah, I was going to pull it up while he was hypnotizing. Well, oh, you were too busy talking about uh, other topics. But we know, we, we I want to see how people, you know, yeah. what the reaction is to it. Because it'd be so wonderful. You know, you, it's it's such a tough thing, especially yeah. starting smoking. I forget the one gentleman's name who started when he was seven. Yeah. Jeez. You know, to, to finally get rid of it would be so fantastic. Yep, absolutely. Well, we'll do a follow-up with these guys. We're going to take a break, come back in a moment. The Bizarre File is on the way. So make sure you stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. An announcement came through in memo form here at the radio station. I would like to uh, to congratulate a member of our staff. Alicia Racine has a new member of the family. Uh, That's right. She had a baby. Her and her uh, boyfriend, Nick, welcomed a new baby girl in their family. Yesterday, uh, the baby was born at 315, 8 pounds, 9 ounces. So now we now have Blake Rose Cucarello that has been brought to So, yes, a round of applause. That's, That's nice. awesome. So, congratulations to uh, Alicia and Nick and a new baby. So, I'm very good friends with this couple. I know you are. Yeah. You guys are tight. No, you go I, way back. But it's great news. It is great news. And you know what else is great news? We are surrounded by a group of non smokers. Yeah. Great American Smokeout is today, and Dr. Rosen Penis Winton sprinkled his love all over them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sprinkled, sprayed, it's you know, your, your decision. But uh, we, again, over the years have had a degree of success that is pretty amazing, yeah. and we hope only the same for everyone here. So he hypnotized them, and, uh, and they, they are going this day forward in a positive light. No more smoking. Let's hope it holds for everybody. People yeah. Really, really yeah. So they're going to hang out uh, for a bit. We're going to do the Bizarre File right now, though. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Red Robin. Red Robin believes every meal should be meaningful, every moment joyful, and every bite blissful. Find your closest location at redrobinpa.com. Red Robin, yum. A suitcase vibrating suspiciously gave staff a fright at Vienna Concert Hall, but police said they quickly defused the situation when it was found to just be a vibrator. It's a vibrator. Yeah, that's it. Who brings their vibrator to the opera? To Vienna Concert Hall. Uh, An employee at the venue... Oh, it's La Boheme. I need my vibrator. uh, Coat check sounded the alarm when she heard a piece of luggage vibrating at the event uh, late on Tuesday. An explosives expert was sent in to expect it using x-ray equipment. Remember when people used to bring opera glasses? That's right. Uh, They found that it was a switched-on vibrator that was to blame for the suspicious movement. The suitcase was returned to the owner. Oh, and here are your Benoit balls. And his companion and officers uh, wish them a pleasant evening. Uh, The incident did not disturb the audience of the concert by the Vienna Symphony Orchestra and the performance at the city's uh, venerable uh, Wiener Konzenhaus Continued uninterrupted. Every day, everyone did receive some anal beads on the way That's out. That's awesome because their gift shop yeah. does sell them. Yeah. 
A West Virginia man admitted to authorities that he, listen, how messed up the story is. Oh, boy. He married one of his two daughters after helping both of them kill another man and dump him in a shallow grave. They kept it within the family. You're not supposed to have a favorite daughter that you marry. Larry Paul McClure said in a letter to state investigators that he and his daughters, he's 55, by the way. Okay. His daughter's 31-year-old Amanda Michelle Naylor McClure and 32-year-old Anna Marie uh, Caudry uh, plotted the murder of John McGuire, who was dating Amanda, by the way. So this is their boy. He's killing their boyfriend and marrying the girl. Officers testified in a recent court hearing that the trio hit McGuire in the head with a bottle of wine, tied him up, and injected him with two vials of meth. Did she? Ma- did he marry her after the murder? Uh, yes. So, was that so that uh, to, for testifying in court purposes? They didn't say. Okay. But, but they admitted. They, they admitted did. to this. So well, then they ruined the whole thing. So they then strangled him to death and buried him in a shallow grave on the property of a home where they were staying. In his admission letter, McClure wrote the murder was his daughter Amanda's idea. And, Steve, I think it was more than just the, and, and I'll explain in a oh, moment, no. more than just the testifying aspect of this. Uh, Larry said, I cannot tell you why Amanda wanted John McGuire dead. Uh, I am asking for this to be over and not wasting the taxpayers' money and hurting the family members on both sides of this, John McGuire's family and my family. Police allege Amanda and her father then traveled to Virginia and married each other at the United Methodist Church. Larry McClure, a registered sex offender, and Amanda (laughs) then had sex with each other at the house where they murdered McGuire. Wow. That Uh, is so romantic. They have all... All been charged in the grizzly. That sounds like murder. a bachelor date, right? Yeah. And or of course, I mean, this happened in West Virginia. Of course, yep. if this happened around Christmas time, Steve, it'd be a miracle. It would be a miracle. It'd yeah. be a hallmark. hallmark. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. With Lacey Chabert, a hunter seriously injured by his own crossbow earlier this month faces several charges, including hunting deer from a baited area. Uh, you can't poli- do that. Police responded to a report of a serious hunting accident. The victim called 911 after a bolt from his crossbow entered his leg while he was walking in the woods. Whoa. He was taken to a medical facility for treatment. Investigators determined the hunter had been hunting prior to legal shooting hours as well as hunting over bait. Uh, he was also cited for hunting uh, prior to half hour before sunrise. Police remind hunters to ensure that crossbow bolts are removed from the slide as they traverse from hunting locations. I've never had a crossbow. Have you? What, shot one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'd love to. No, I've sh- actually, I've shot a crossbow. I've never owned one. I've always oh. wanted to get one, yeah. No, huh? It's never, a wholly I, different experience. I've never even fired one. It'd be yeah. pretty cool. A North Carolina sheriff's office says a firearms instructor has been injured in an accidental shooting on the job. Hmm. Uh, the instructor, a civilian employee, <laughs> accidentally shot himself in the leg at the Wake County... <laughs> Firearms Education Training Center. It's not supposed to happen there. No. Everyone gets a refund. Deputies said they responded to the shooting range on a call that the instructor had shot himself while reholstering his gun. And that's not what you do. Investigators say the instructor was taken to a hospital and uh, the injuries were considered non-life-threatening. I, I, whenever you talk about stuff like this, I always think of that, that ATF agent. Yep. Giving the demonstration in front of the class. In, in front shoots of kids. himself. Yep. yep. Uh, so it's pretty classy. <laughs> is everybody okay? <laughs> Uh, a vice principal is calling it quits after a high school prank involving live chickens. Officials at uh, Shekelemy High School say Brandy Weist resigned. Uh, she's been suspended ever since that senior prank gone What wrong. exactly was done? Back in May, yes. <laughs> Gene Simmons chicken division. That's right. <laughs> of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes, 
They have a chicken division Absolutely. at the hall? I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, students toilet papered hallways and even let several live chickens loose inside the school. Uh, the tradition Simmons with the chicken division of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The tradition was supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be supervised, but the superintendent says that it went too far. Chickens are actually. I, I think even in my high school, they had uh, it let out some sort of farm animal into the halls for prank week. Yeah, that can. It's happen. kind of a common thing. Yep, yep, exactly. But apparently, this one this got out of hand. The chickens went crazy, and uh, so the principal has quit. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. You giving me this? Yeah, I'm giving that to you. This, yeah, we'll that thing right away. there. Okay. We have a lot of things. Beautiful. I I just want to give away a case of uh, Yards Brawler right now. Nice. Call it 15-215-263-WMMR. Yards Brewing Company has been crafted quality crafting quality ales right here in Philly since 1994, including Brawler, uh, the Philly beer with a knockout flavor available wherever fine beers are sold, including McCloskey's in Ardmore. So 215-263-WMMR. Let's take a break. We, we need to say hi to uh, Dr. Rosenpenis one more yes, time. Yes, absolutely. To see how things went with our subjects here on the Great American Smokeout. Uh, we also have Cal Penn that's going to be joining us in a little while, so we'll take a break and be right back with that and more. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the Great American Smokeout is today, and we have a studio full of people who have uh, who've given it up. We hope for good. Hope for good this time. We'll see about that. Let's check in with our good friend, Dr. Rosenberg. Yeah! Dr. Rosenpenis, as we know him as well. <laughs> By and the way, so people ask about that. Where does that come from? Do you have that clip at the ready yeah, case? It's, it's, uh... it's from Fletch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's when uh, Fletch is, is headed to the hospital, and he needs to find a few things out, and he looks on the registry, and he finds it. <laughs> The majority of the doctor's names are Dr. Rosen. Yeah. And he starts to rattle off a few different versions of that name. And may I help you, Dr. Uh, uh... Oh, it's me, Dr. Rosen Phoenix. I'm just here to check Dr. out Rosen. the family's file. Dr. Rosen Rosen, I'm here to <laughs> file the records. Again, I... It's Dr. Rosen. I, I, uh, I want to check Dr. the records. Dr. Dr. Rosen. Uh, but Dr. <laughs> Rosen Penis is what he leads with. And so therein lies our, our friend, yes. here, Dr. Rosen Penis. So how'd it go, Doc? It went absolutely fantastic. Excellent. Everybody really did well. We were cramped this year because of the renovation, but yeah. we did fabulous. The drilling was great. <laughs> it was phenomenal. We did a good job out there. There's some construction, a little bit of noise around Everybody there. did well. Yeah, talking to some of the people, you know, every, every year, every time we do this, there are people who are just really committed, but I, I think even more so this year, you had people who have just been for decades doing it, mm. who've tried so many things, and are just really at that point where they want to make the difference. Uh, I think you're going to have some real glaring successes here this time. You always do, but this is this crew seemed ready to really just yeah, I, end it. Yeah, I think that the people are down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, I mean that half of the smokers in America stopped over the past twenty years. Yeah, so we're down to just the real big smokers. Do you ever get people that uh, that follow up and and will be crying when they tell you about uh, how much this means to them? Oh, absolutely. There every year somebody says to me. You changed my life. Wonderful. Ah. And that makes me feel good. 
Excellent. And uh, it's it just uh, a great situation. And uh, over at the police department in Philadelphia, all of the LEHB, that's the uh, Law Enforcement Health Benefit, it's free to all police officers to come in oh, wow. and stop smoking. That's something great. If you're not unaware yeah. of that, that's very cool. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Quititnow.com. Quititnow.com. And Caitlin over at LEHB has to give you permission first. That's right. I'll be there. That's right, <laughs> Caitlin. What, what are some other things? Obviously, smoking is the is the main thing we focus on. But what are some other things you can recommend that people get well, help with? Well, we, uh, we do a great job with... Uh, the weight loss situation, and I have a, a weight loss technique that I've been doing, which is an actual uh, stomach stapling that is virtual. Okay. So in your mind, you think you can't eat, and you don't. Wow. So it's a, a real good thing, and uh, uh, it's just a, a good situation. Sleep situations, people who can't sleep can't get... Uh, their minds clear at night. I get them to. Clear That's what their you did minds. for me. You you got so I I because I can't take naps, but I can do what you did for me, which is that that recharge, the meditation that I listen to. So, you know, usually a lot of times before I go to sleep and or in the afternoon if I want to recharge, uh, and I lay down, and listen to it, and uh, I don't wake naps would ju- I would wake up and feel worse after taking a traditional nap. This little thing really gets it done. So, Well, in 20 minutes, you could uh, rest as if you had slept for two hours. Yeah. And what was great was after I did the program here today, uh, one of the people said to me, I can't believe that we recorded for 15 minutes. It felt like two. Yeah, right? that's and what you that's want. And time distortion, and it, it's great. It's just okay. a, a phenomenal situation. Everybody should do it. Everybody should get hypnotized. The whole world should do it. Yes. Yeah, have a much better world. All right. Quititnow.com. That's how you get a hold of Dr. Rosenberg. Thank you, Doc. Thank um, you so much. It's always great to see you. Thanks for being here. All right. Let's hear it. Hey, 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 the good doctor hey, hey, and the great American smoke out as we speak. So hopefully you're having success today. What, Nick? I just enjoy the cheering. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Rosen, penis. Hey, it's hey, wonderful. Hey, hey, hey. hey um, want to mention a, a couple of things. So I lately, my, my wife has been fielding a lot of calls from friends of hers that want to come to the camp out for hunger. And there has been a recurring theme that I've noticed, and it is, when should I come down there? Uh, yes. Yeah. Are you getting that too? Yeah. Same thing. Okay. So here's what I've been telling my wife to, to, to convey to them is... Go to hell. Is suck it. <laughs> yeah. No, is um, it depends on what you want. Yeah. Yes. It depends on what you're, what you're interested in because... Uh, and and are, are you interested in uh, entertainment or convenience or are you interested in uh, some activity to do or something like that? So there's a variety of things because you can come down the day or night. And for those who are new to the uh, the family here, um, this is an annual food drive that we do. It's called the Camp Out for Hunger because both Steve and I and the majority of us actually now, a lot of us are staying down there 24 hours, or at least very nearby there. Uh, but we stay there. We don't leave for five days, the the work week. We're the only ones who engage in an on-premises sexual relationship. And that's... Yeah, yeah. Ours gonna, is off-premises. Yeah, keeping that pure. It is? Uh, so <laughs> it depends on what you want. So we're there, uh, and we're open for quote-unquote business uh, between 6 a.m. and around 9, maybe 9.30, yeah, yeah. but that's about it. Uh, because we do have to get to bed, and then we got to get up early and do the show the next day. Um, so there's stuff to do when we're actually doing the live broadcast and there, there are activities throughout the course of the day. We're going to have other staff members broadcasting live as well. So people are asking, when should I come down there? And, um, if you want to come down and see the show, you can do that Monday through Friday, 6am to around 10:30, 10:45, whenever we wrap up. 
And if and and that's fun and entertaining because we do stuff for the crowd there. We have live music. We have different bands each and every day. It's it's packed full of stuff. Yep, our house bands. We're going to have some live music by uh, National Recording Artists that come by and perform as well. And we'll roll out that information. But uh, for afterwards, if you if you can't make it by during the morning, and listen, there's something we'll we'll eventually be rolling out what we have planned. During the morning of each day, because we are going to do the Pop Shot City Six Challenge with all the uh, the, the college coaches coming out once again. Jay Wright, the current champion, <laughs> to defend his, see if he can three-peat it. He's yes. so proud of that. I know he is. He was beyond excited. <laughs> it was off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to happen on Wednesday. That's Tuesday morning. Oh, Tuesday. That's Tuesday morning. Are we? Okay. What? He, he won again last year. Yes, he did. Yeah. Well, I remember yeah. last year was he was running around high fiving and slapping people's hands in the tent. He celebrated more winning the Papa uh, Papa Shot Challenge than he did winning the, the national championship. Well, just yeah. just follow up, case if you think that there's I, there's been an issue. I, 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 know, I, I know he won two years ago, and that's when he was running around high fiving everybody. No, it was last year. It was last year. God, man, I know. I know. What's they, my blend name again? <laughs> yeah. they blend Nick. together. They blend together. Monday morning, uh, we actually we have we have a swimming event that's going to be taking place. Believe it or not, we're like yeah. starting it off right. I know <laughs> we absolutely are, and we're going to be doing the gender reveal, the world's largest gender reveal, on Monday morning. By our estimation, by our estimation, which doesn't that's it? It's all right. anything we estimate is legitimate. <laughs> Correct, and then uh, and then other things that we're planning on, like Friday, we have a special double dare thing that's going to take place. Mark Summers is going to be there. I think we're doing a version of the Clash Room. I believe on Wednesday. Yes, that's, that's Wednesday Richard morning. Curtis, Richard yeah. Curtis is going to be coming by, and we have other guests that are going to be sprinkled throughout the 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 week. But afterwards, so Monday. Uh, we we have access to the uh, to the sports complex, so we're going to be doing some stuff there. We're going to do a knockout tournament on the Sixers hardwood, which is awesome. Yep. So we're going to actually get to shoot hoops. That's very cool. Great, and that's after the show. Uh, Monday night is comedy night. We have some top line headliners this year. We can't say who they are because of some contractual things that are going on, but. I think you can trust us on this. We had David Tell last yeah, year. This isn't a bait and switch here. These no. these are legitimate um, yep. people who are, by the way, are being incredibly kind right, to come by and do this. They're donating their time. They're donating their time, yeah. Wednesday, and we'll reveal the details later, but we are going to have a Flyers pep rally. No, Thursday, Preston. Thursday. <laughs> I'm did sorry. I, did I write once? Oh, no, no, no. no. You no, wrote, okay, you wrote Flyers players. I thought that just meant that. So Flyers players are stopping by. On Wednesday the, afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. Yep. Then that night, we'll have a calendar release party at Xfinity Live. We're going to be rolling out the calendar. All the calendar girls are going to be there. Thursday is the Fires, Flyers pep rally, uh, and that will include a skate around on Flyers ice as well that yeah. afternoon. And we'll get the details on how you can be a part of that as well. So they're actually letting us use the ice, not just to walk out and do a shot on goal, but to actually skate in the building. That's pretty awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, one Mr. Bill Weston is actually even going to participate in that. Yeah, I mean, he's when, a hockey player. He yeah. is. And yeah. when, when do you get the opportunity to do that? Yeah, exactly. And somebody's asking when the powerlifting tournament will be. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have, I think, some of some powerlifting ladies are going to come down. There they, was a negative story, a negative yeah. news story, and these people are turning it into a positive and collected uh, for Camp Out for Hunger last weekend, which is awesome. They're going to bring some food and money down uh, at Camp Out, which is really cool. We 
have some super strong women that listen to the show. Yeah. And knowing Marissa, she'll have all this information posted online. She may already have it right now. It is already up and running. And so, she's making yeah. us a bun cake. Oh, yeah. my God. She's the best. <laughs> she's unbelievable. No, the cranberry sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, Marissa. Yeah, if you go to the Camp Out page, which is the top link on PrestonandSteve.com right now, there's a whole bunch of blue buttons. You can find out about parking, about hours, about schedule. You can find out about the most needed uh, items from Phil Abundance. People are going out shopping. They don't quite know what to purchase. Um, it's all there. Yeah, and as I mentioned earlier, the Saturday before on the 27th. Is that what the date is on that? Um, Saturday is the... 30th. 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 I'm sorry about that. Yeah, uh, is the uh, car show that's taking place. Uh, our buddy Jeff over at the uh, the Porsche Club, he's the president of the local chapter, uh, is having this full uh, car show with over 20 area car clubs that are going to be participating and it's free to the public, but if your car club wants to be in it, you just have to bring donations. And we're talking about clubs from the Porsche Club of America, Jackson's Jeep Club will be there, the Mopar Crew, 215 Mopar, they're huge, uh, the Audi Club of North America, BMW Car Club, the Bucks County Exotics, Delaware Valley Tesla Owners Club. I love the it. Ferrari Club of America, Jersey Shore Mopar, uh, the Corvette, Living, a bunch of different Corvette clubs are going to be out there as well. Uh, the, what time does it start, Preston? It is because I'm, I'm going to be there at the beginning, um, uh, you know, and, and drop by for for a, a couple hours and just say hi. But regardless, it's going to be going. It's a huge event, and uh, they they put it all together them, themselves, which mm-hmm. is sensational. The registration is open at philatrunk.com, but Steve, it doesn't say what time. All right, there, so. I'll just sleep oh, no, over. It does, yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. 10 a.m. Then I'll be there at 10 a.m. Food trucks, Dunkin' Coffee, vendors, a band, silent auction, raffle, and all this stuff. So that's November 30th, and that's all to raise yeah. uh, food for the camp out. And I got a couple of exciting texts <clears throat> uh, last night. One uh, that uh, Michael Scott, Mike Scott from uh, your Philadelphia 76ers, uh, the, uh, the Mike Scott Hive, he'll be coming by the camp out for hunger. We're working on a date for that. Uh, and then I got a text that I was excited, and then I got super, like, nervous. In fact, I feel the nerves right now, but uh, Jealousy Curve is going to come out on Tuesday morning. Oh. And uh, we, Are myself, you? and them, we're going to perform the New Eagles anthem, Ready to Go. You are lead the vocals air. that everyone responded to. We play it on air. People love you're going to perform it live on the show. Yep. So, all, by the way, and when you go and see this schedule, there's stuff that's filling in, as you said. Oh, you're, yeah. You're hearing, hour by hour. It's ongoing. Yeah. So right. this is sort of a uh, skeleton of what we're going to see uh, throughout that whole week. So, and, and there's stuff. By the way, come out and see if you've never met Pierre, if you've never met uh, Jackson, if you've never met Jackie. Yeah, they're all going to be out there, and and uh, everyone's there on the first day. It's it's uh, it's us, and then uh, it's such a communal effort. When we went to accept the award for the camp out, Preston mm-hmm. in Washington, and the thing we made clear is this is an event that. That Philadelphia, uh, and, and an award that Philadelphia gets, and, and all the surrounding areas, obviously, because there are so many moving parts to this that make it such a cool thing. And if you've never been, I'm hearing from a lot of newbies who've never been out. Yep. And I think this is going to be their first year for a lot of people. So Come early during the week if you could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I, I want people to be there early because at the end of the week, it's crazy, crazy busy. And uh, we'd like to fill out those first few days and make it easier on you. Too. And we suffer the most angst in the beginning of the week yeah. every time when we're like, oh, is this going to work? Yeah. yeah. I know you already said this, but I just want to uh, reemphasize the fact that the calendar release party, because I got a uh, text about it yesterday. Hey, is it going to be? This week, because we always did it like a couple of weeks before the campout. No, we're doing it at the campout. Yeah, we're changing it up in Xfinity Live. So that'll be Wednesday night at the campout. And, and that starts at 6, I believe. The event you were familiar with at Chickies will be conducted the same way over there. Mm-hmm. And you, oh, the women will be there. We'll be there. Just got to bring food and donate. 
That's yep. that's, that's, the, that's the and really that so okay you you've exposed the trick here, Preston. We decided to put it to good use yeah. and get some extra food for the camp out. All right, so that is underway, and you can check uh, PrestonSteve dot com for the information. Uh, how much time do we have, Case? For um, five minutes? Yeah. yeah you want to do quick takeout? Yeah, let's do a quick takeout. Okay. Yeah, because I've got uh, I, I have a couple of food related things, and I, w- I want to get to them. It's time for the connoisseur. Yes. Uh, we're going to start in the fast uh, fast food realm, but it is there are some uh, some residual effects from this. Burger King fans wanting the zesty sauce with their meal yeah. uh, might be out of luck because supplies of the horseradish based spicy and creamy sauce are running low at Burger King, and it turns out a global shortage of horseradish is to blame. So the geysers that produce it yes, in they, South Africa, yeah, they've, they've uh, been having issues. <laughs> yep, it's because of global warming. No. Yeah. All right. What uh, did, I'm sorry. What's the main uh, part of horseradish? Horse well, farts. Well, it's a, it's a root. <laughs> it's a root. Okay. Yeah. And so it's it's very 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 strong, right. extremely, and, and you grate it, you grate it basically. Give it like a B plus. Uh, no, not grate. Grate. <laughs> oh, with sorry. Tea. Uh, that's what a horse. That's what horseradish. Do you like horseradish? I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can. I can take it. It needs to be diluted a little bit. So, yeah, so I agree. Like the, the horsey sauce, which is basically mayo and yeah, and yeah. Uh, and horseradish, I can handle. The raw, straight up, yeah. pure stuff, just a little bit on some roast beef or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. I or find it pork, too powerful. But it's like woo, or like wasabi. Same <laughs> thing, man. Well, so, <laughs> We learned, uh, we had a uh, sushi chef in here a year or so ago, and he said most of the wasabi you get at sushi restaurants is yes. actually horseradish. Yeah, that's right. Not real wasabi. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, uh, yeah, a little bit on a, like, on a roast pork, that's pretty good. But it clears your sinuses like nobody's business. So the global, then what's chemosabi? The global <laughs> oh, shortage, the shortage of horseradish has affected some of our supplies of zesty sauce and inside a... Uh, a statement uh, from a spokesperson uh, said, we are working quickly with our suppliers to maintain continuity and keep offering our guests the zesty experience they love. Now, Thank you for coming here today. Now, some zesty sauce lovers have taken to Twitter over the last several days to express their confusion and frustration and the sauce outrages. Uh, <laughs> and it's in early November. Here's the deal. The Milwaukee Journey Sentinel reported the world's largest horseradish producer, Silver Spring Foods, was unable to harvest about half of its crop due to an early snowfall. And Silver Spring Foods warned of an impending horseradish shortage that it predicted would hit in early 2020 as other horseradish suppliers have struggled with similar problems. So let me ask you something. On all of these things, whenever there's been a a quote-unquote shortage of something or this year it's going to be light for this or whatever, to the casual user, I've I've never noticed, I've never gone... To get something and found that it wasn't there. Not there, but the prices go up. You know, that's where that would that right. would be like, right. uh, yeah. avocados. You noticed the price hike over the last year because there was a shortage. All my investments are in horseradish, <laughs> so I assume. But there are some things that are seasonal, like uh, like corn. I mean, you know when it's corn season. You go to the grocery store and you see those big yep. tubs of corn that you can come get. And then when when the season goes away, the only thing you can get are they just have small prepackaged ones and they're not very good. On that note, mm-hmm. uh, similar. Uh, so I, I love. Watermelon is as a little, you know, treat. It's yeah. really no nutritional aspect, but and they would say, hey, "Well, watermelon's available throughout the year." It ne- it's, it's not good throughout the year. It's not good throughout the year. People say they're getting. Oh, it's, it's just yeah. no. 
the summer watermelon is always better. I agree. And they try to lie to you. They lie. They try to tell you that it's going to taste good, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. So yep. when you consume your watermelon, do you actually buy watermelon, like the full one, it. or do you... I get the uh, cubes cut up in yeah. a... a, a uh, Acme does it in a wonderful little tray that you can reuse if you want to give Christmas cookies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah a whole watermelon, is a that's a commitment. It, 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 but a it's lot. also the most economical way to do it. And, yeah. and the, you know, my kids love watermelon. So I love it. Yeah. I remember the big you thing You know who was, loves it as well? Stallone. I remember the big thing was... To uh, cut a hole in it and pour a bottle of vodka. Yes. Oh, oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, well, yeah. actually, oh. big time. Then That's you like... let it sit and then you serve the sure. chunks of yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking water. of vodka, Bloody Mary with horseradish. That's important. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Thank that's, you. That's a part of it. All right. Let me move on to something else. <laughs> the information just keeps on coming from the connoisseur. I only have time for one more. He only has time for one more. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to hear about uh, Milky Way or Coffee Mate? You know what? We've done a lot of candy stuff. Let's go into the Coffee Mate realm. All right, fair enough. Coffee Mate has announced two new flavors that it's releasing. Uh, Funfetti. Funfetti. Okay. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And Jig Geo. They don't offer those, and we we do the Coffee Mate stuff. Uh, We're a French vanilla family. I'm Uh, French vanilla as well. But we are a sugar-free Coffee Mate family, and Mm. to me that tastes very chemical. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, well, so you had the International Delight. And then you also have the coffee mate, and I prefer the sugar-free. Do you like coffee. the horseradish? I no, um, but coffee mate um, only <laughs> offers sugar-free French vanilla, hazelnut, and now they have like a an Italian cream. For me, okay. French vanilla and and hazelnut are are are, mm-hmm. are solid. I told you one time here. In fact, it was here. Yeah, I I put my sugar in the coffee. And then I just thought it was cream, regular like, cream, regular cream. Uh-huh. It was French vanilla. Yeah. I had instant diabetes. Right. <laughs> uh, we also have you ever tried sweet cream? Mm. Sweet cream, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, too. Is that good? Yeah. It does doesn't... it come in sugar free? That's the thing. It, if it doesn't no, come in sugar free, then we don't get it. And the other one is um, uh, pumpkin spice. Uh, that sometimes we'll find it in, in the sugar free <clears throat> variety. So the Funfetti Coffee Mate has notes of vanilla, cake batter, and a sweet finish reminiscent of frosting. Mm-hmm. While the Cinnamon Toast Crunch tastes like the spicy and sweet milk uh, that the classic cereal leaves behind in your bowl. I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, my good. God. It's my favorite cereal It's of all wonderful. Time. But is the problem right? is you will eat an entire box of it mm-hmm. in one sitting. If you're lucky. Yeah. To I have to beat my kids to it. Do you know though. what I do? I use it as a treat, though. I will not. I will have. Um, I will eat it dry out of the box with a little bit a glass of milk. And do it that way. Quickly, I'm going to segue to another story, and then we'll wrap it up. You don't have to. You don't have to Yes, do I do. Okay. Right there. Thank you. That was the segue. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cereals, Twinkies cereal is coming soon. Hostess is Because Twinkies weren't sweet enough? Uh, Hostess has teamed up with Post to create the cereal, and it looks like tiny Twinkies. Sign me up. And it says... Uh, Are that, e- is each little morsel of the cereal filled with cream? Uh, no, I don't think. It just oh. it's shaped like it. You know, so it Rip off. Cream in the middle of it. But you can find the cereal on store shelves uh, starting in late December if you're up there. Do, you do you remember when Cookie Crisp came out? That was a... Damn, they're cookies? It was a miracle. <laughs> it really was. I didn't last too long on the Cookie Crisp train, but the idea... That you're eating a bowl full of cookies. You need to understand. These yeah. are cookies. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. It was pretty groundbreaking. Actually, Waffle Crisp was probably the best, but uh, a lot like Captain Crunch, it'll tear up the roof of your mouth. Tear your hole out. <laughs> <laughs> Blood hole of shreds. Yep. 
Uh, so anyhow, coffee made. <laughs> what, what is the Halloween uh, was, it'll, 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 for your ass? <laughs> what was your, no, your, your, your selling point? for? No, it'll destroy it'll your, destroy ass. your ass. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll go there. Yeah. 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 Well, that wow. sounds good. The critics say this cereal <laughs> will destroy your ass. Press Find this. another place that says it's going to destroy your ass. <laughs> you know. Preston said this place is going to destroy my ass. Huh. This restaurant looks good. The critics say it'll destroy your ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> Casey's now looking for that audio. Uh, you know what? Okay, sorry. It's on a daily rush. It is that. on a daily rush. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go back in time. Here. That's all good. <laughs> all right, that's all I have time for because we got Cal oh. Penn coming up. We have, uh, we have a guest. So thank you. And hopefully you uh, got some something useful out of this. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment, and uh, Cal Pem will be joining us, yeah. so make sure that you stay down. If nothing else, Tool fans are patient. Your wait is nearly over. WMMR is giving away free Tool concert tickets all this weekend. We're also playing the best Tool tracks every hour as we prepare for this month's sold-out show at Wells Fargo Center. We want you to experience the power and mystery of Tool live in concert. So, listen and win all weekend long on 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Our next guest is actually going to be in town in February, and uh, we'll be performing at the Keswick Theater. I have some tickets I'll give away in a little bit. Cool. Um, when we wrap up the, the interview, so you definitely want to stick around for that. But they are available at Keswick Theater. Dot com. But he's got to be a big fan of the streamers because uh, <laughs> they've taken a couple of his shows that were on network and now are streaming. Yes. And yeah. one of them is uh, Sunnyside. Yes. Which he is co-creator of. And uh, there's a new episode tonight on Hulu. Hopefully I have all my information correct on this. Uh, but we would like to welcome Mr. Cal Penn. To yeah. the hey, Cal. Good morning. Good morning, sir. So did I get that right? Uh, the the so first of all, Sunnyside is going to be on tonight. New episode Thursday on Hulu. New episode. It drops on Hulu. It's also if you don't have Hulu, it's on for free on uh, NBC.com and the NBC app. So this, th- let me get this straight though, because I, I remember seeing the teasers for Sunnyside, and I thought that yep. looks that looks interesting. That looks cool. And then unfortunately, it 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 was canceled off of NBC or moved off of NBC. Will and Grace slipped into the slot. This has happened. This happens ever since time began with television. And yeah. and then it ends up on Hulu. Now, a lot of times, we've talked about this many times, we're fans of a show and then it just disappears. But the fact now that there's sort yeah. of a fallback, fallback plan that allows you to enjoy a show, I mean, listen, it it, it it's was it was not wonderful that, that it had that fate on NBC, but it's got to be a little fulfilling to know that the work will not go unappreciated and, and Hulu's providing a safety net. Well, exactly. We, uh, you know, and NBC was great. We enjoyed, uh, they, they produced all our episodes and after a couple of them, they realized that the demographics, I don't, I don't want to, I mean, okay. The demographics <laughs> Say it delicately. <laughs> and we were a little edgier. So all the people who were watching Sunnyside were, they tended to be younger. They were watching it on their streaming on NBC streaming platform anyway, and uh, and so they said, "Okay, we need to make the switch." And they put obviously Will and Grace, which is a fantastic older show. They ended up actually getting the same ratings that we got. Of course, <laughs> of course. Side, but 
but it was it was, the cool thing was it was just a better place for us and it's been a better fit and uh and yeah working with Hulu is great we they actually added an 11th episode so the season went from uh 10 episode order to an 11th so we, we actually just finished shooting in the next I guess the next three or four weeks are when the rest of the episodes come out every Thursday. So let me ask you something. So if if, if they, they find that it's being streamed quite a lot or people are, are, are commenting on it, it you know, will, will you get, do you think it's possible you get another 10 or 11 season order? Or, or, or is that... Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, yeah. We, so we were, we were not canceled. And I think that was a big misnomer because people try to, you know, the last like three years, before three years ago, Shows didn't really move from linear to streaming. Right. Um, and so it was like, okay, if a show is done, it's done. Now there are so many choices, and especially with comedy. Like, we're a Mike Schur comedy, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, and exactly Place, like the types of shows that build their audience a little slower. Um, so, yeah, we, we're still very much alive, and the idea of getting a second season depends on the streaming numbers. So, I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad this is happening because it also happened like with yeah. the Orville, for example. On uh, So uh, yeah. it's moved off of Fox onto, um, uh, I believe, it might be Hulu as well, I'm not sure. But um, regardless, different demos are, are hitting different, you know, uh, methods of consuming this entertainment. And it's I'm glad that they're less... Uh, inclined to rush to judgment and just stop something and try to work with it a little bit and uh, and let yeah. the let the audience find it and perhaps give you more leeway to be a little bit more creative on a format there uh, on the streaming app uh, that might allow a little bit more uh, content variation. Definitely, it reminds me. So twelve twelve years ago now, maybe even more than that, when the first Harold and Kumar movie came out, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Everybody forgets that it did really badly in the box office. Yeah, and it got pulled after like two weeks, and then it kind of got dumped on HBO and DVD. And the fans found it themselves, and they were like, "Wait a second, we like these characters. They're mm-hmm. funny and weird." And our conversations with NBC and Hulu about Sunnyside reminded me of those days because now instead of just a conversation about whether movies are in theaters or on DVD, obviously nobody watches DVDs anymore. <laughs> and now the conversation is whether it's TV or streaming. And I was like, oh, wow, what an interesting thing where, like, we're experiencing the same thing again. We're like, we love our show, and it is weird and dumb and funny. Well, let's explain <laughs> and, also. Uh, and we have an audience. So Sunnyside, you, you, you play this this politician or, or I guess, a, a, a councilman who, who – um, who, who who loses his job? I guess you 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 are you're, you're not the the best guy, uh, and and uh, sure. you, uh, you 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 kind of uh, you 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 lose your job, and then you decide you're going to start helping start help some immigrants, um, uh, you know, who are uh, need need assistance and and better yourself. You have a, a very interesting, wide, diverse cast of characters, and, and so that's that's basically the core of it. Did I get that correct? Yes, I would. I would say that my character is way more pathetic. Than you <laughs> I should have been more more I, uh, austere. Okay, he he has he has literally no job skills. So when he gets kicked out of office, he realizes like, well, what the heck can I even do with my life? I don't know how to do anything. So he, right. he posts an ad on Craigslist that for like fifty bucks an hour, I'll do whatever anybody wants me to do. And this group of immigrants in New York City hire him, basically thinking, well, he used to be in city council. He probably knows how to navigate right. the citizenship process and realize, obviously, they know way more than even he does <laughs> about anything. And they, they, So that's sort of the setup for their, their friendship. Okay. And is, is tonight's episode the Thanksgiving episode? Uh, Thanksgiving is actually already up. So that Thanksgiving okay. dropped last week. Okay. We wanted to do that a little early. I, want, uh, I wanted to see... Episode, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, Cal. I wanted to see if I was correct in that this is the first 
time that a South Asian family is shown celebrating Thanksgiving on television? Yeah, we didn't realize that when we were writing it. So our, it's a lot of journalists have pointed out all of our firsts. Okay. Um, <laughs> and obviously, look, you, cre- you, you create a show because you want to make people laugh. Right, it's right. If you are the first person to do something or if you're the first first show. Um, So first South Asian family uh, celebrating Thanksgiving. The episode before that, you find out that one of our series regular characters, she you're introduced to her wife and her wife is an American citizen and she's not. um, And they're both ridiculously funny. It's Deanna Maria Riva uh, and Fortune, who's a fantastic stand up comic. Oh, yeah. Like their immigration interviews with them. And somebody pointed out, like, you know, there's never been a same-sex couple in a comedy about immigration, like, that, just that story. And they're like, it's cool, it's not heavy-handed, and it's just light, and they're so weird. Um, And then tonight's episode is about uh, one of the frat guys who you find out is a DACA recipient. So he was undocumented and didn't know it because his parents lied to him and never told him. So, I mean, it's a comedy, right? But we we get to tap into certain issues that TV usually doesn't get to to tackle, which has been really nice. I think the best the best shows that do this, or if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in some some issues, and I I tend to, you know, it depends on how they're handling. You use the the key phrase, not heavy handed, and and like for example, I I, I, I've contended for the longest time that the gay couple on on Modern Family has done more to 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 help at the acceptability of that just with the gentle approach you know and, and it, it it just seems it's because it, it, we're there's such a similarity in, in the issues that they're facing and i think that makes it approachable for people so it was was that sort of your mindset from the beginning because you are obviously all hands-on with this series to 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 approach topics like that in a way to sort of you know over bridges as opposed to uh, you know, turning people off yeah, what I love about comedy, and I feel like comedy and sports and music are like the three things we have left that can bring people together. <laughs> Maybe yeah. food, but not even food now. <laughs> uh, and, and so what I, but it's what I loved about comedy. Literally, is like you can sit there next to somebody with completely different beliefs, right? And as long as you're identifying with characters, um, they're they're you know they're salient, and you you enjoy spending that half hour with them. And exactly. I don't mean to keep harping on the Harold and Kumar thing, but that was always my litmus. Where the Guantanamo Bay movie, <laughs> obviously we smoke weed with like we smoke weed with the George Bush played by James Adomi. <laughs> and uh, and at first I was like, you know, I hope nobody thinks that we're making fun of George Bush. It's a satire. Yeah. And I ran into people who worked at the Bush administration after that movie came out, and they told me that they loved it. That's and awesome. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. That's great. I we're love not, it. Like, we want everybody to enjoy what we're making. So that was always my barometer when we went into Sunnyside. I said, obviously, we're tackling issues that are very current, but I want to do them in a way that makes us laugh at ourselves in a in a you know in an up, uplifting way we like to say that it's a patriotic comedy i like that uh cal i do have to know though did you know that you were sexy before you appeared in the <laughs> sexiest man alive issue of people magazine did you know that you were that sexy uh i wish that we could <laughs> dial in some of my college buddies <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they had to have busted your balls <laughs> And be like, who do you think you are? <laughs> I, I love it. It's such a cool thing, though. It's That's funny because, you know, like John Legend was, uh, I guess, people's sexiest man. Uh, this yeah. this most recent one. And, and even he's saying, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? But uh, yeah, obviously yeah. They, there's a whole a wealth of things that go into the decision. Uh, since you've mentioned Harold and Kumar a number of times, I got to tell you this. 
part of my every year viewing. My wife and I sat down last Christmas. We're going to do it this year. Harold and Kumar's 3D Christmas, which I I say is probably one of the best uses of 3D <laughs> ever in a movie. It really is. It <laughs> is hilarious. You guys, I love the franchise. I've loved it since the beginning. And you guys, I think these are, as you said, the fact that they've increased in popularity. But that in particular, and I'm telling the audience, right, if you can catch it on a 3D TV, uh, it's it, it holds up. And Neil Patrick Harris, that whole sequence where you're in his dressing room, <laughs> is is it is so properly wrong. It, I mean, it, it's so it, comedies like that that are that are meant to really rattle and push the boundaries and do it with with the best of intentions are great. Do you love doing stuff like that? I love it. I love. Any any time that you can push any envelope, whether it's you know Harold and Kumar, obviously very R-rated, Sunnyside, obviously more TV but still edgy. Anytime you can introduce characters that flip the script on people we think they are, I, I just think it's so funny because it's honestly it's how most of us live, right? Like we yes. all have that one or ten things. Yes, that you're like, I don't know. People would be interested to find out that that's a real thing, and <laughs> and anytime. Make characters do those things. I just think it's, I like ridiculous things. Well, I, I love the sequence because he, you know, Patrick Harris comes in with his actual, I believe, his husband, uh, and uh, yeah. they, they're, they're kissing in front of the the uh, the journalist, and they're playing up the thing. And he goes, he, st- he st- spits. Once they get on the other side, he goes, I told, knock it off with the gay thing. And then they go in, <laughs> and he's, it's, it's, it. You find out that he's basically using this to seduce women, and it was just a scream. Um, are there? I know that there's something. And I'm not sure I've heard this correctly, but is there a a series? Uh, uh, Netflix India is doing a series, a Harold and Kumar series, or is that just rumor? No, I think that's a rumor. Okay. I mean, I would not be opposed to doing that. But we, John and I, like to joke like. For me, Kumar is so much cooler than I will ever be. <laughs> yeah, but like if. If I am 100 years old doing Harold and Kumar 69, like, I'm cool with that. Yes. <laughs> In fact, that'd be a perfect title. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Cal, how about the uh, the show coming up at the Keswick Theater? Is this um, or is this stand-up, and, and have you been doing this for a while? Yeah, so uh, it's not stand-up. I okay. wish I was brave enough to stand-up, but I, uh, hopefully it will be funny. It's basically uh, an evening of conversation, Q&A. Okay. Um, so a little bit of speaking, a little bit of, like, people bring their questions and uh, I think they're billing it as an evening with Kelpen, which sounds very seductive. Especially <laughs> yeah. Well, you're with one of the sexiest men alive, so yeah. it, <laughs> that alone is worth it. I actually love things like that. And, and for people who, you know, uh, who are fans of, 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 of your movies and your work, and I'm sure you have a lot of stories, just, you know, uh, a, a, a storied career. Uh, this is a good opportunity for fans to, to get in and get that sort of, uh, that sort of exposure. So uh, what, what, what besides that, are, are there going to be film clips or, or just general conversation? So okay. definitely, definitely a lot of general conversation. I think they were like, you know, uh, usually folks act, uh, ask about ask about the movies, ask about some of the public service stuff. I'm relatively local. I grew up in Jersey. We're gonna I'm gonna try and bring some clips, um, depending on what we can get from Sunnyside, since it's the most recent thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I usually I try to bring clips of things that I know people are gonna ask about, but that's hit or miss. To okay. All right. All right. Um, do you think you'll stop at the White Castle off of 195 in New Jersey <laughs> before you go? Is there? I mean, I'm not going to say necessarily. No. <laughs> there is. Oh, there you, is. you have to be a fan at this point of White Castle. <laughs> yeah, I especially. I, I, I mean, full disclosure. I, I really 
I generally don't eat much fast food. And then they introduced an Impossible slider. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's actually, I mean, that, like, takes it to the next level because you sort of think they know their brand is stoners, right? (laughs) And and, and so now they're like, are stoners getting healthy? (laughs) Wow, they said a whole new generation of ripped stoners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, well, listen, Cal, we'll we'll remind people of uh, Sunnyside, new episode uh, Thursdays on Hulu, and then the Keswick Theater Show. Uh, February 1st, 8 p.m., and tickets are available at keswicktheater.com. Uh, I'll give away tickets right now. Call us 20 and 21 at 215-263-WMMR, and you'll be able to go see Cal Penn. Thanks for the time and uh, continued success, sir, and uh, we'll see you when you get in town in February, okay? Likewise. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. Cal Penn. Yeah. Nice. All right, so we'll take those callers, and we'll set off. He's a super nice guy. Honestly, if you, uh, again, for that uh, Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Yeah. Uh, is... I never saw it. So they... they... They use the the 3D for what it's meant for, also, yeah. and in the most uh, disgusting of ways too. And uh, but it's uh, it's just great, funny from beginning to end. Um, and yes, there is a White Castle, and did, we sent an intern out there to get us White Castle one morning, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe we did. Yeah. Is it a 24 hour establishment? They all are. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. In fact, that was one of the big attractions of White Castle from the get go that they were 24 hours. I remember. Some of my greatest moments, a la Harold and Kumar, and some of my most horrific days after yeah. were th- succumbing to the call of White Castle. And then, because they're called belly bombers. Yeah. So the next day, they wreak havoc on your digestive every system. Every now and then. It wouldn't happen every time with me. But every now and then, yeah, you'd get the you'd get the squirts pretty bad. Oh, my that. God. But, but we used to, I used to go regularly and I would get, you know... Four double cheeseburgers. It's, when you get the doubles, you can't eat as many yeah, as right, you would. Right, but right, I used right. to get four double cheeseburgers. God, I love those things, man. They were so good. And before I had even heard of White Castle, when I was a kid, we lived in the South for a little while. They had a chain called Crystal. Yes. Similar? Same thing. Square oh burgers? Yeah. It's a little bitty square sliders. Sliders. Yeah. Yep. I went to Crystal Burger, or as we called it, Cristal Burger. Uh, <laughs> Cristal. Yeah, because we kept it fancy in uh, New Orleans. And uh, it was after a night of sobriety. And so we got back to the hotel and... Uh, Woke up with rappers all over. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, you yeah. go in and you would see like just two people going in. All right, I'll have fifteen burgers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because you 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 could you yep. you just inhale them. I've told the story many times of, of going in late night. It was two o'clock. I it was one of my phase six where I was. You talk about the scores. I had to use their bathroom. <laughs> I walked in and somebody was taking an order at the the counter, and the the person behind the counter goes, "I can't." The mother effing shake machine's broken. <laughs> yep. That's how you're dealing with the customer. I love uh, it. I'm telling you, man. You get, but when when I was a kid, it was all women uh, that worked. At, Is that uh, right? At White Castle, really? all female employees. Hmm. Yep, absolutely. And uh, you get a bag of those things, and oh my god, they smelled so good. <laughs> oh, and man. you can't stop. And They're you loaded, pay for it. Loaded with onions, by the way. If you don't yeah. like onions, it's uh, not your thing. Or That's you actually ask, what makes them so good. I know. I agree. The, the, yeah, the fried onions. Yep. Yeah, yep. we should probably send an intern there yeah. sometime. I mean, not today. No, you know what it's not like. Today. No, it's like it, honestly, it's like having the hyperdermic in your hand and the, yeah. the heroin. It's like, once you start, you go down a, a slope. I guess. I guess Princeton is the closest one. That's or the closest. That's closest the one they're going to in Harold and Kumar. There is one in Allentown, which is not too crazy far from where I live. Yeah, you know what? The one thing about Harold Kumar that kind of pissed me off is the one that they go to outside of Princeton or Cherry Hill or whatever. They end up uh, hang gliding. <laughs> I was like, where can you go <laughs> hang gliding? From the cliffs. <laughs> yes, from the, from cliffs. the cliffs in from Princeton. The cliffs. From the cliffs Princeton, above you know. Cherry Hill, yeah. yeah. It's like in uh, the the, uh, the Jackie Chan movie uh, that takes supposed to take place in Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, there are uh, snow-covered mountains <laughs> in the background. <laughs> the background, mm-hmm. yeah. They didn't even try. There used to be a White Castle in Philly. 
Uh, it was, I think it was on Broad way back when. I remember going there, but it's, uh, it kind of, it, it started to look pretty shabby after a while. Yeah. And eventually it just kind of fizzled out, which is sucks because I really, uh, I used to love grabbing. Like I mean, it's pretty wild what, how, and I don't know why certain franchises don't, you know, spread their wings a little bit more, um, uh, in and out. Uh, where's the closest one? Well, they like, the like place, to keep uh, it. They, pod, yeah, go ahead. Exclusive. Right. I think, anyway, yeah. you know, I mean, because it's a thing, and you can only, rather than make a big franchise out of it, they... Uh, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. There is a franchise that's near me um, called Freddy's, and I, I believe they're a Midwest chain, and there's only two around here, and they crush, because there's there there aren't any other places to go to get it, so... Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. All right. Well, anyhow. It's also in the name, too. You nice remember, old... like, uh, Pud McPimples. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> close. Fuddruckers. Are, there's, there are still some Fuddruckers I just found out. Is there one in Lancaster? That was the last one I knew of. Did they ever have rallies around here? No. Rallies or checkers? Checkers. Yeah, checkers. Checkers. Yeah. checkers and rallies were the same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah, I do remember those. Those were decent for a little while. But um, anyway... This has been a stroll down fast food lane. When we talked to Cal Penn, we had to talk White Castle. Uh, I did want to mention this because I said uh, on the air yesterday, I don't remember what time it was, that I drove by the zoo the other night. We were going yes. into the city for an event yeah. and how awesomely lit up it looked. And I'd never seen anything quite like it. Apparently, that's brand new this year. Marissa sent me the article about it. It's called Luminature. I was there last night. <gasps> oh, you went? I went. It's Yeah, it's going to be uh, on my holiday activities list. Holiday activities Yeah. When yeah. are we Which getting that, doing, by the way? We're doing on Monday. Oh, okay. all all right, right. on Monday. Yeah, I went last night. They had so a, how cool is it? They had a media opening, um, and yeah, it, it was it was pretty neat. So the Elmwood Park Zoo did it pretty neat. Did it last year, okay? And um, yeah, and so the the Philly Zoo has has teamed up with this Luminature. Apparently, they do it at zoos across the country, okay? Um, and so yeah, and they had some like uh, you know some performers out there. Everything was lit up. It, it's only a portion of the zoo that you walk through. Uh, the best part was oh. over like their pond. They have this giant polar bear, and they do a light show. Um, and that was that was probably the best part of okay. it. Okay. It's a $3.5 million investment that wow. they did for this. Wow. I only saw it just from the road. I was just driving down 34th, and uh, the, some of the trees were just covered in lights. I'm like, that's pretty solid. So, I, But what I didn't know is it's an evening. You pay and, and you go, right? I mean, it's a walkthrough. Yep. Uh, they exhibit, open up the cages. Exhibit of sort. All the, all the, all the nocturnal animals run free. Uh, and you run for your life. <laughs> So. Yeah, and you kind of have to stay on the path. They they have a, a path that is lit, and if you don't, you're, I mean, you're in dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay. just stay on that path. Yeah, but I believe that um, it's open now, and it goes through, like, January 5th or something like that. Uh, I'm actually going to post some pictures later because uh, we did have a good time last night. It looks so wild. And Monday is when you'll reveal the things on your list? Yeah. Okay, so we'll get more details. About that. I, won't, I won't go through all of it since, uh, since we're going to cover that, but I thought that was kind of cool. I do have another kind of trendy thing. Um, that I had, I had noticed. Is this the oh, trendier? No, no, this is... This, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I should come up with something like that, the trendier. Uh, but it's... Uh, we were talking the other day about, uh, you know, doctoring your photos, whether it be through uh, filters or, or flat-out Photoshop. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. Changing things. So, apparently... Even the wrinkles on your knuckles are unacceptable. Oh, now. come on. <laughs> well, your hands can look old. Come on. Wrink- but, wow, yeah. But wrinkles on your knuckles. Even kids have They're supposed to be there. On their knuckles. Or she can't bend your fingers. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, but you know they say you can tell a person's age by their neck and their hands. Yep. True, true. Like knobby knuckles and stuff, yeah. But it's not knobby knuckles. It's just these wrinkles right here. 
right where right where the knuckles are. Those are yeah. supposed to be there. Well, bring I in mean, a child, and we're going to see wrinkles on the knuckles. Do you know what you can tell when you put your hand under the hair, the hand dryer? At a, at a, oh my god! Yeah. A, oh my god! <laughs> Wait a minute! What I happens? like that. When you put your, it blows the skin. Yeah, out. and your hands inflate. <laughs> yes. What happened? <laughs> Oh, I mean, but you had mentioned the other day that there was a rumor that Jennifer Aniston was getting a knee lift, and I had never heard of that. Before. By the way, the other day I saw a damn it! I wish I would have saved this. It's a model who, in in a picture, uh, her knee is like uh, the skin is sagging a little bit. Yeah, and it looks like Donald Trump. Oh, really? <laughs> her knee. <laughs> It's wild. I love that, that stuff. Hilarious. I love that stuff. Yeah. It's like the fish with the human face. So Instagram expert Sarah Tasker says a strange trend has been happening where celebrities and influencers have started airbrushing out their knuckles in photos of their hands so that they appear smoother. My hands are horrible. She this says, is getting ridiculous. She's mm-hmm. noticed the trend on Instagram posts as well, well as on Pinterest. You know why? Because you know when you post something on Instagram... People will zoom in and comment on anything and everything. Yep. So this is your fault, America. Part of it is people looking for something. They feel they need to say something original on their post. Yes. And, and Casey, you're right. And it uh, never is. They'll, they'll zoom in and, the, and they'll find something in the background that is not the intended focus of whatever you're trying to show. Yep. And it happens all the time. I actually, sometimes I will stop and think about what's in the background before I post a picture, you know? There's one picture. It's from actually the calendar release party. I think it was two or three years ago. And it's a picture of me and Marissa. And uh, I had gone tanning. Actually, I, I did a uh, self-tan, okay? Uh, which is where you get like, it's kind of like a rag and you just kind of wipe it on your arms, right. your legs, whatever is going to be shown. You were in a menstrual show at the time. And I don't oh, no. I don't like to do my hands because you can you can see it on the hands. It, it gets kind of like crackly and, and okay. if you, your hands start to look orange. Well, <laughs> I had used a, a lot of my legs apparently <laughs> and none on my hands. So in the picture of me and Marissa, I've got my hand down by my leg and somebody goes, I can't stop seeing the different the different uh, skin color between your hand and your leg. And after that, I just looked at him like, me neither. My hand is just normal color, and my legs look like I was in the Caribbean for two weeks. I want you guys to see if, I want you to see this picture. If you guys can pull up my Instagram account in there, and there's a picture at uh, the show that my band played last week. And I just took a selfie so you can see the crowd behind me. And there's a woman in front who's got her hands up. There are a few people that are putting their hands up. But the way she's positioned with other people behind her with their hands up, it looks like she has 10-foot oh long hands. <laughs> Look That's at that. Awesome. It looks <laughs> It looks like they're goalposts. Oh, my God. Isn't that funny? That's yeah. awesome. And somebody pointed it out. Somebody pointed it out. I'm like, okay, that's a good one. Uh, a good one. And now I can't, I can't unsee it. So did you see the picture that Chuck D'Amico sent over? Of it, it was um, the chip. It was an it was an ad in like a Raymore Flanagan thing oh. where a bald guy was standing in front of a woman yes. with long hair, and it looked like he had the world's worst mullet. Oh my god, I love that stuff was like good. that. Uh, that's well, actually we've had for the longest time. It was one of our our show photos. Yes, and the mystery hand, the hand. Uh, it looked I don't like. That. Did it look like it's Marissa- I had like a, or was it Marissa? Yeah, I this, thought it was me. Oh, it, somehow oh. somebody's hand is draped. <laughs> and how long is that arm? And it looks like the arm is so long. I think it's actually. Yeah, it looks like the arm goes across like two people yeah. and then hangs down on the, on yeah, what the shoulder was of one of them. It's we're standing uh, at the corner of the console here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a few years ago. I remember oh, that. Man, that lady with the Wait, long ass arms. Though, right, right. <laughs> She's got ten foot long arms. It's great. Uh, but her knuckles look wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, this Instagram expert, Tara, how do you become an Instagram expert? <laughs> By no, saying you person. are. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. you have to turn around three times and go Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you become yeah, an yeah. Instagram expert. Sarah Tasker is her name. Uh, she said, I think it's an interesting reflection on how far removed from reality the Instagram perfect body has become. Genetically impossible waste. Distorted curves and now fingers that don't bend. <laughs> Do you? Does anybody? Well, I guess maybe the more impressionable will believe that people look the way they look on their Instagram pic. I mean, if you see an Instagram model, obviously they've they've screwed around with the pictures. Yeah. You know, there there are people who aren't Instagram models who do it all the time who will make I... sure the blemishes are taken out. I don't look at those. I look at their profile picture, yeah. and, and and then I go, that is not how that person looks. That's, right. that's genuinely how I do. Because usually, and I'm not talking about an influencer or something, I'm just talking about average people, uh, because within their feed, you're going to see them look the way they really look. More but normal. If, but yeah. if you look at their profile picture, a lot of times... I'll see that clearly some work has been done on that. Marissa? The best place to find out how people really look is look in their tagged photos. Oh. Where they're, where they're, yeah. Yeah. Don't get a say in that. Yep. Interesting. Also, okay. But you, we like flaws. You like, I, I, I like them. a flaw. I, like for me, We're you know, someone missing a jaw is, uh, th- that's interesting. No, you, you know? know who I was looking at? Like and, that, the woman I, in the grudge. I saw a story pop up the other day. It was something about Jewel, the singer-songwriter. And I went on her Instagram account, and Jewel has got messed up teeth. She do. But she is a beautiful woman, and yeah. I kind of like the her. The snaggle tooth. I kinda, it's awesome. And it's not just the the, to- the one snaggle tooth. When she's, like, it's all of her yeah. teeth. They're like, I think she was, like, afraid that it would mess up her singing or something like that. But but I like that imperfection uh, in her. You know who's got messed up teeth is um Will Ferrell. Dude, his, yeah, his bottom teeth are a mess, like all over the place. Okay, huh. like oh. looks like barbed wire fence. Off the look, see, unless you really are, are zooming in and taking a good close look, you really I don't, don't notice. You don't notice. I don't notice. Things. But now you're going to look at knuckles. Yeah, you're going to look will. at women with ten foot arms at Preston's uh, mm. band. Yep. Exactly. Did you notice that, or did somebody? Bring no, that somebody up pointed it out in the post. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm like that was pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, anyhow, we need to take a break, so I want to go ahead and do that right now. But, Casey, can I give away, hold on a second, or well, you tell me what uh, to You give know away. what? This is something that we yeah. should give away. Out of here. Is that <gasps> Monday? That's Monday, bro. No, this is cool, man. What is it? It's, uh, so we have a, in preparation for the Camp Out for Hunger, we have a few different uh, events going on outside of it. And we're going to have Preston and Steve Sweet Night at the Flyers game yeah. Monday night, and I'll take caller number 20, and I'll give you a pair of tickets to join us in a suite for the night. We're not all going to be there, but some members of the show will be there November 25th against Vancouver, and it's Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And all fans, by the way, get a Hockey Fights Cancer rally towel that particular night. Awesome. Uh, canned goods are welcome. The Flyers are collecting for the Camp Out for Hunger. On your way into the game, you can drop them off. But if you'd like to be there for this, 
Uh, we'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR and give you a pair of tickets. And we'll give away more tickets as the week goes Are we on. shooting a video for that or something? We are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll air on the big screen. Oh, uh, we'll look game. wonderful. Uh-huh. And uh, you can get your tickets now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com or be the 20th caller and you will be in the suite with us. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. Bizarre File Stories are on the way when we return. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I think I made a mistake. Uh-oh. What happened? Oh, no. Well, I'm having my first ever Dunkachino. Yeah. Out of our machine. And, uh, Did you burn I, your mouth? No, not that. During During the day... I like to be good, and I drink just black coffee because it doesn't have too much sugar in it. Well, that's that's right. My first coffee of the day, I have some. Oh, I know what happened. This is really you really good. like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. It is really good. So um, what I do is I do <laughs> press. I, I do like third cups. Like like, that, like that's all you have a, is like a third, third of a cup. And, like and so I could I, it builds to just one cup, but calorically it's not bad. Yeah, this were you saying this is a little too sweet for you, Kathy? Yes, this is right in the zone for me. Oh yeah, yeah. I like I like coffee. Now you know, Casey, because you always get me a cup of black coffee. But while the show's going on, I drink just black coffee, and that's mainly to avoid sugar. I really can't stand the taste of black coffee. I, I just deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is exactly the sweetness level that I like. It really sweet. If I'm I drinking too. coffee, so yeah. I do too. Um, I, I think actually... the floodgates have opened. With that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we have a machine in our damn. I'll tell kitchen you what. in the Dunkin' uh, the coffee la- lab or uh, lounge or whatever. It's, it's a laboratory. Lab. We actually have, uh, we're Conducting. actually doing hey, medical experiments. It's, it's, there's, listen, there's there's tubes and stuff in there. There are. There are. There are. You open that machine up. It's crazy. It's our little lab. When I go to get a cup, I will get, uh, I will do, uh, we'll go halfies every time, all right? So we're not, we're not going crazy. All right. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, Okay. Okay. So, so you when, have a full cup there. When you hit it, when you hit it, it pour fills it up the cup. Yeah. Pour it out to another one, and that's how we'll do it. See, or you can come. Powers yeah. activate. You come, come to me because I prefer with something like that. What I do is like horseradish, a, not horseradish. No, Steve, it's a shortage, man. I don't want to just waste that stuff. Um, no, you do like a half coffee and a half. Uh, Dunkachino. Uh, oh, you can do that. You, you make it a mocha, like a mochaccino. Well, yeah, but essentially or what you're Alpacino. doing is you're, what's the word I'm looking for? Diluting it. <laughs> That's the word, dilute. It was hard to think of that word, Steve. Yeah. Well, you have a mental block. Well, I mean, because... my mental block is you <laughs> mentioning Al Pacino, which is a really great part of that uh, that Adam oh, Sandler movie. Jack and Jill. Yes. <laughs> that terrible movie that you love. It's okay. I don't love that movie, but like just the idea of Al Pacino lowering his standards to do... Uh, a Dunkachino song, a, a really over the top <laughs> yes. song about so uh, a coffee drink, and and he he regretted it after he did it, right? Uh, uh, I, for the in, in the movie, in the song. movie, yeah, and that's part of the deal. But if you stop and think about that, of course you have to remember that De Niro did the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Uh, did he? he yeah, Robert yeah, De Niro yeah. is the villain in the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Yeah. It's really. No, I'm, saying, I'm not oh, saying Al Pacino it, regretted it in real life. No, I mean, no, no. In the movie, in the it's movie, a plot yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, I have my Dunkachino, and, uh, and the, it has been the switch has been flicked it's done. It's yeah. done. All right, uh, Case, can you remove that bed so Wait that I can second. hit what? What happened to the bizarre file? Uh... I was getting ready to do it. Yeah, and it went away. Did I delete? 
Oh, I deleted you the bizarre file. It. That's so why. I need my little sound okay. element here before we can go into the bizarre file. And I was looking up at my um, list of pieces of uh, there you go, bro. of audio to use here, and it was missing. Okay, now it's ready. Yay! Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Brought to you by HERS, a Philly hometown favorite for generations. Whether you're hosting a tailgate or grabbing a snack on the go, wherever you're snacking, make it Philly, Philly, and grab a bag of your favorite HERS flavor. HERS forever good. We have those around here, too. <laughs> that we do. A Mexican church claims it has accidentally erected the largest baby Jesus statue in the world. And also an accident, the statue's uncanny resemblance to... British singer Phil Collins. Did you see this thing? Uh, no. So how big is it? 22 feet tall. 20 feet, two feet it's, tall, and it looks like Phil Collins? It's huge. Well, in the face, it looks like uh, mid-1980s Phil Collins. Whoa. Uh, so I love that period. You'll have to bring up, uh, Marissa, if you can find a picture so the gang here can see what that is. The nearly 22 foot it tall. It does. Oh, it no. does. It looks like a land of confusion, Phil Collins. Yep. Oh, dear. 22 foot tall, 2,000 pound giant traveled 12 hours from the city of Chimalahocan. That's the worst baby Jesus I've ever seen in my life. Where it was built for the <laughs> La Ipafanila uh, de Señor Church in the central Mexican state of Zacatecas, where it now resides. Why would baby Jesus have male pattern baldness? Priest Umberto Rodriguez tells uh, the paper that he only meant to commission a statue that would fit the church, but in doing so, he may have created the biggest Jesus Phil Collins look-alike on the planet. You saw the, the statue of Joseph look like Mike Rutherford. Uh, there is a space <laughs> of between 26 feet, he said, between the ceiling and the floor, and I ordered a statue measuring 21 feet, but I never intended to make it the biggest baby Jesus statue in the world. This thing's terrifying. Rodriguez has nothing to say about the statue's resemblance to Collins. Uh, the sculptor, uh, Roman Salvador, says his artwork is made of fiberglass, resin, automotive paste, and automotive paint. Upon, Just the way it says in the Bible. Upon its uh, completion, the church began investigating the sizes of other baby Jesus statues <laughs> around the world and found that the previous record holder was just 16 feet tall and six, six, of 16 feet tall and 661 pounds. <laughs> this thing's hilarious. Rodriguez says he's contacted the Guinness World Records to confirm their new inadvertent record beating. And uh, Brazil has the shockingly large grown-up Jesus statue completed in 1931. Rio de Janeiro's Christ the Redeemer stands 98 feet tall, arms stretching 92 feet across. So if this... How big is this one again? I'm sorry. 22 feet. Just about 22 feet. All right. And in the U.S., Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and Lux Mundi, Ohio are the homes of the biggest Jesus figures in the States. Uh, The Arkansas Christ of the Ozarks measured 66 feet tall, and Ohio's King of Kings stands 62 feet tall. But this is the biggest baby Jesus in the world. Isn't that ridiculous? It is ridiculous. Yep. In fact, and they even have him. He's got the rib cage. No, a baby doesn't look like that. You don't see that on babies, yeah. (laughs) Prosecutors have accused a Minnesota man of using a Porsche as a battering ram to get his Nissan Altima out of an impound lot. So he uses a Porsche to get out of Nissan. Yep. Uh, Benjamin Gier of Lanesboro was charged Thursday with operating motor vehicle without an owner's consent, property damage, and theft, and bail jumping. His, 19, his 2019 Altima was impounded after he was pulled over. Surveillance video shows him in an unidentified uh, and an unidentified co- accomplice in the lot. Uh, 
An unlocked 2012 Porsche with the keys inside was parked behind the behind the Ultima. The video shows the Porsche crashing through the lot's fence and a fence of a nearby house. And then the video shows the Ultima driving through the holes in the fences. He didn't get out of the cock-a-duty car! <laughs> Couldn't wait to use Casey's that. been waiting for weeks <laughs> to use that clip. The cock-a-duty car. And he finally... Did you always just have it queued up and ready to go? For two straight weeks, <laughs> Preston. Mm-hmm. I knew somebody wouldn't get ahead of the cock-a-duty car. And he didn't get and out I of the cock-a-duty right. car. He didn't get out of the cock-a-duty car! Uh, he was pulled over about an hour later and was uh, busted. At that time, he got out of the cock-a-duty yeah. car. Yeah. Sheriff's office is investigating a report of a horse that was fatally shot during the deer firearm season last week near Nimrod <laughs> in north-central Minnesota. Well, that explains everything. The sheriff's office received a phone call from a property owner who returned home to find the smaller colt shot in the abdomen and frozen on the ground. Uh, The incident occurred just northwest of Nimrod. (laughs) Nimrod is 60 miles east of Detroit Lakes. Uh, The deputy located the colt that was lying on its side with a visible bullet hole to its abdomen area. The property owner explained the horse was last checked on three days prior. Uh... The deputy of Nimrod searched for any nearby hunters in the area and attempted to contact with neighboring landowners, and there were no suspects at this time. How do you confuse a horse with a with a deer? How do you live in a town called Nimrod? I know. <laughs> I've never known that that is actually a place. Insurance companies are notorious for finding any way not to pay out on a policy. So when two women who tried to collect a relative's life insurance had trouble getting their claim settled, they came up with a fairly hardcore situation. Old Mutual, one of South Africa's most respected insurance companies, insisted on confirmation that the man in question had actually died. So the two grieving women loaded up in a car, pulled up a body bag from the trunk, and then marched into the company's office in uh, Kwazula Netu province. The women, uh, Thendaza and Tobika, Refused to leave until the claim for their 46-year-old uncle, Sifiso, had been settled out in full. So they brought his dead body to him. Here. One of the ladies was asked why they brought the body from the mortuary. And if they had been paid out, she replied, yes, they paid us just now. And that is why we took the body in. So that's, that's why. That's a little austere, isn't yeah, it? But they, they weren't going to get paid. So they had to uh, they had to prove it the only way they could. they felt they could do. One more story. Police are mystified by bundles of cash that keep being found on the footpaths of a tiny English village. But they're impressed that locals keep on handing them in. Since 2014, 12 separate bundles of cash have been found in Blackhall, Colliery, and County Durham, totaling almost $45,000. Wow. Yeah. Uh, though there isn't any sign of a crime being committed, police are trying to get to the bottom of the cash bundles, typically in $2,000 bundles. Um a detective, Constable John Forrester, said these bundles are always left in plain sight, such as on pavements and discovered by random members of the public who, have, most hand- irregular. who have handed them in. He said, I have looked into it, and I'm not thinking crime, drug dealing, or money laundering. Drug dealers are not known for being reckless with their money. And the detective constable praised the locals for turning in the money, but said that he suspects that there are some bundles that have not been brought to police. But forty five grand that's an awful lot. To if you turn them, on, turn them in and they're not claimed... Yeah, you can, in, in the U.S. anyway, after a certain amount of time, you can claim ownership. Yeah. Of that. It's pretty wild. All right, there you go. That's what I have in the B file. Um, we're going to take a break, and I do have uh, some stuff to give away. I'm going to give away a copy of Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. 
Dwayne Johnson and Jason, Jason Statham in that. And it's available now on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. We'll take caller number 8 and give that to you. 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead and do that now. When we return, we'll see if you've been paying attention. We'll ask a lesson question. We'll get the trash and music news as well. So make sure that you stay with us. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are the Preston and Steve Show. It's about seven minutes after 10 o'clock. A few more things to do before we wrap up for today. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize this week. Four-pack tickets, MMR Rocks Tool. Tomorrow night, Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. Uh, so do not miss your opportunity uh, to win that. All right, so the letter coming up at the end of the program. Mentioned a few things coming up with uh, Camp Out for Hunger, and we're doing some cool things for After Dark. Um, we have details available at PrestonTheSeed.com. Comedy Night in the Victory Beer Hall on Monday night. This is all at Xfinity Live, by the way. Wow. Wednesday night, and uh, by the way, we're not naming the comedians. They are top-line names, but uh, they have some contractual agreements, so that's cool. But listen, I think, you, I think you'll trust us on this if you want to come out and uh, make a donation. You'll be able to go. Wednesday night calendar release party at Xfinity Live. First time we've ever done it there. And we're looking forward to that. And uh, all our ladies in attendance, we will be there as well. Free calendars. Just make a donation. That's the only change this year. you got to make a donation. And while we're doing that, that particular night, Jackie Bam Bam will be in the tent. So if you want to just come and bypass the calendar deal, yep. go see that circus. And then throughout the week, we're going to do things like play basketball on the, uh, on the Sixers hard court. And we're going to do... Skating on Flyers Ice and more details coming up on all that. Dodgeball with arrows. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Mazes, all we're, that crap. Have a good time. Tons of stuff. All right, so we are going to ask today's lesson question, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see uh, Robert Kelly. He's going to be playing December 31st at Punchline Philly, 730 show. Question I have for you this morning is, who is the original casting choice for Malcolm X? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. I want to see if you were listening early this morning. Who is the original casting choice for Malcolm X? Didn't know that till this morning. It's amazing. It's not real, so don't look it up. Two one five two six three WMMR, and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Whether you're watching the game or hosting friends over the holidays, score big. Serve in style with Primo Hoagies. And check out their gift card extravaganza promotion at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. What's going on, Steve? Well, Dog the Bounty Hunter attempting to dispel an internet rumor that he's dead. The not-too-bright dog posted a picture of himself to social media with the caption, Today I read a current newspaper. (laughs) Probably should have held it up to prove the date. (laughs) Caitlyn Jenner's mother saying that she was never a fan of Caitlyn's former wife, Chris Jenner, because she, quote, emasculated Bruce. Chris Jenner responded, noting that she had nothing on that penis saw. And finally, a screenwriter revealing that an unnamed Hollywood studio, movie studio executive once suggested that Julia Roberts could play Harriet Tubman. To make matters worse, the executive wanted to make Tubman a member of the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll uh, see if we can find an answer to this question. Who is the original casting choice for Malcolm X? I will go to Chris on the phone, see if we can get the answer from Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Wonderful. Chris, thank Thanks. you. I appreciate that. So who is the original casting choice for Malcolm X? Would it be that legend, Charles Grodin? You're right. 
If Julia Roberts could be Harriet Tubman, that would have been a much different movie. Charles Grodin as uh, Malcolm X. Uh, hang on the line, uh, Chris. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to see a uh, great comedian, Robert Kelly. He's going to be performing December 31st. That's New Year's Eve, 7.30 p.m., Punchline, Philly. You can get tickets for Robert's December 30th and 31st shows at Ticketmaster.com. These shows are 21 and over, mind you. Let's get into the music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by uh, Pepsi and the Philadelphia International Airport. This coming Monday, November 25th. Visit Pierre as he will be broadcasting live from Terminal B.C. in the Philadelphia International Airport to help increase donations to Phil Abundance's holiday season and to say hello to people who are just arriving for the holidays or maybe just leaving. I love it. For Thanksgiving. I love this idea. Well. I do, too. And by the way, Pierre, using news is short. So just letting you know. I don't have I don't have much today, and I know there's a lot. Oh earlier, dear God! A lot earlier than usual. But he's I in just, the shower right now. I just wanted to give you a heads up. Coldplay has released two more new songs from the band's upcoming double album, Everyday Life. One song called "Daddy" is accompanied by an animated music video, while the other one called "Champion of the World" comes with a stylized. Excuse me. You get emotional. No, that was my Dunkachino. Oh, really? A little burpage. Uh, the Daddy clip was created through a combination of live-action puppetry, digitally painted sets, and to-do anim- 2D animation. <laughs> no, to-do's good. To-do, to-do animation. animation. To-do. We come for a new process called to-do-animated. <laughs> According to a press release, Champion of the World, meanwhile, features a... Isn't co- that Judah Freelander? What? He's the champion of the world, isn't he? Champion of the world. Yeah, you're right. They should have him in there. It's a story about Judah Freelander. Uh, It features a co-writing... No, he's he's just world champion, I think. Yeah. Not champion of the world. I'm not sure. Anyway, it features a co-writing credit for Scott Hutchinson and the the late Frightened Rabbit frontman, whose song Los Angeles, uh, Be Kind, inspired the Coldplay track. Well, of course. Yeah, he. he uh, oh, he is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scott Hutchinson is the late frightened rabbit. Yeah, he, oh, he passed man. away last okay. year. Is pretty sad, and uh, he was missing for like two weeks. Nobody really knew where he went. And the song is about him. Uh, well, I, I didn't. Know, yeah, I didn't know that until now. But frightened rabbit had a, a, a two or three cool um, pop alt songs, and, okay. and uh, he he just went missing, and then sadly took his own life. Uh, Chris Martin explained when I first heard. Uh, Los Angeles, be kind. I thought that it was <clears throat> going to go one way, but it went another. Anyway, Champion of the World is the song that came from following the other path, and that's why Scott is a co-writer on this song. He said, uh, at the time of this interview, he said, today is also his birthday, so happy birthday, Scott, and thank you for your beautiful music wherever you are. Everyday Life is due out this Friday. And then one last uh, story in a newly posted clip from a 2014 episode of the now-defunct That Metal Show, Motley Crue guitarist Mick Mars is asked about the possibility of the crew reuniting for more tours mm-hmm. after promising that his 2014-2015 farewell run is really its last. And Mars replied by saying, let me put it this way. If that happens, I will invite the world to come for free. Uh-huh. And, of course, Mars has some splaining to do and perhaps a whole bunch of tickets to hand out since the crew announced earlier this week 
that they are uh, tearing up the so-called contract, preventing them from performing live and getting back on the road. So, uh, so it's legit. They are going back on tour. I. It seems to be. A, an official announcement about the tour has not been made yet. But Motley Crue did it's good. Let's sanction put, this video. Let's put it this way. It's going to happen. Yeah. But they haven't made. They haven't announced the official information. Official, yet. okay. Uh, crew fans who shelled out for the band's 2014-2015 farewell tour were led to believe that the group would never return after playing its final show on December 15th at the Forum in Los Angeles. Do you think, the, do you think most people... So how does this break? Are most people who... Sh- Shelled out money to fan base. Are they pissed off that they perhaps moved heaven and earth to make sure they sh- saw one of these shows? Or are they thrilled that the band that they love is back and performing again? I think they're slightly hurt about it, but yeah. uh, I don't think that they're. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say pissed off uh, because this is this has happened in the past many and, times, and so people just go, "Oh, it's another yeah. one of these," you know. So. Uh, but they might be less likely to go to the tour. I don't know. But, I mean, they're listen, they've got Def Leppard and Poison on it. So That's it. if you're into that pop metal stuff, then how can you pass up that show? Uh, the band touted the signing of the pre-tour cessation of touring agreement as cementing the fact that it was truly <laughs> the end of Crew's life on the road. And that, that obviously smacked of, of, a, of a stunt, you know, signing this contract that they wouldn't tour anymore. Uh, but nearly four years after that last show, the band posted a video explaining that uh, due to the group becoming, quote, more popular than ever uh, and gaining an entirely new legion of fans in the four years that they've been on the road, off the road, uh, Cruz coming out of retirement reportedly embarking on a stadium tour with Def Leppard and Poison in 2020, but it has yet to be officially confirmed. Okay, so who did they actually sign a contract with? I th- <laughs> Here's the deal. More like a presentation. No, no, I think the deal was it said that the only way that they could do this was if the four of them agreed to do it again. So I think essentially what it was saying is Nikki can't grab just Tommy and two other guys and go out and be Motley Crue. Okay. So I think that's what that was. that what that was about? So they right. signed a contract with each other then. Basically. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't they couldn't go out and do a, uh, a reunion tour without everybody. Okay. Essentially is what that means. But, uh, you know. Uh, but they, apparently there's a technicality in there that says if they all say it's okay, then they can do it. And so they're all saying it's okay because there's money to be made. Of, of course. course there is. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you. Music news. what? May I do an in-studio shard out? Please. Okay, so we have a whole bunch of uh, non-smokers in here. Yes, and uh, one of them sitting next to me, her name is Carrie, and she wants to send out a double shard out to uh, her friends at work, and that's uh, Napa Speed Equipment. And they are on Street Road in Ben Salem. So, shout to them. And then another shout out to her boyfriend, EJ Harvey, and Gary D'Angelo. Got two boyfriends. Go. Yeah. Well, one of them's her boyfriend. What? Oh, all right. <laughs> one boyfriend, the other one likes Is to watch. his boyfriend. <laughs> <has sex>. yeah. <laughs> That's his boyfriend? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, technically, both boyfriends. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're happy right now. <laughs> Falling down a rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, let's take a break. Come back in a moment. Letter of the day, word of the week, and then move it on for Mr. Pierre Robert. Stay there. Be back in just a few. Hey, gang, starting Monday, December 2nd, we are camping out and broadcasting our show from Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. It's Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance and fueled in part by Energy Transfer. Now, join us for special guests each morning inside the warm confines of the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent with free hot coffee from Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Join us on site and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the General Building Contractors Association 
Foundation Demolish Hunger Donation Area. Camp Out would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Precision Solutions, Acme Markets, Keen Compressed Gas, Ashley Home Stores, and Indre Recording and Production. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. It is the Preston and Steve Show. We are about ready to fly out of our studios and uh, make way for one Mr. Pierre Robert, who will, of course, entertain you for many hours to come throughout the day. On a beautiful day, by the way. That's a good one. Preston said fly in and fly out of the studio. So you got to write that in my book. <laughs> it's the mind of Jackie Bam Bam. We love Jackie. Jackie will be broadcasting from the Camp Out for He's going to do it on a different night this year, on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that will be while we are doing the calendar release party inside Xfinity Live. So if you do come by and you get your calendar and you meet all the ladies and stuff, then head on out into the tent and hang out with Jackie. And the reason he's doing it Wednesday night is because from time to time here on MMR, we will handle uh, the broadcast, the radio broadcast of the Flyers game because in conjunction with our uh, sister station, the Fanatic, they they handle the Flyers and the Sixers, and sometimes there's these competing yeah. nights, and we take over one of the games. So we're taking over the Flyers game that night, and we'll be uh, we'll be playing that on Thursday night. So Jackie wouldn't be doing anything if he came down there. And that's the uh, Thursdays when we have the uh, the Flyers pep rally, right? And skate around and skate around. Yeah. So those two things are taking place at the campout Thursday. The uh, the pep rally is going to be in the morning after our show around eleven a.m. But uh, and we're actually going to have some players stopping by on Wednesday uh, for a hang in the afternoon, 2 o'clock. We'll get you details on who's going to be there and what time you need to be there. And just to clarify, it's not next week. It's the starts the Monday after Thanksgiving. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're less than two weeks out. Yes. Did I say next week? No, no, no. Just, you haven't. Uh, some, some, some people on Twitter were asking me. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, Thursday, yeah, the pep rally, but also we're going to do a skate around on Flyers Ice at 1 o'clock. Uh, you'll need skates. We'll tell you how you can get on board for that. We're, we're not going to have skate rentals. Uh, so, Can you just tape steak knives to your feet? Or no, sure. that, no, not yeah. anymore. Oh, okay. No, that's dangerous now. They don't allow right. that anymore? No, no. Okay. It's too sharp of a blade. Right, I guess not. Uh, but anyhow, we got a lot of cool stuff that's coming up. Uh, thank you, by the way, Dr. Rosenpenis. Yay! Being on the show this morning and all our participants in the Great American Smokeout who are in our studio now. And uh, nobody smoked. No. Since uh, that we know of. this morning. Not that we know of. But uh, they're hopefully done for good. You can get in touch with Dr. Rosenberg at quititnow.com. Again, that's quititnow.com. And uh, maybe you can give up smoking for good or something else that has been a burden in your life or you maybe need some help with some sleep or whatever. He, he's got all kinds of All things. of that. I've used yeah. him f- for that, for a sort of meditation, and it, it works wonders. And thank you to Cal Penn. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cal's going to be in town on February 1st at the Keswick Theater, and he's doing like a Q&A and a uh, conversation with Cal Penn. And his show, Sunnyside, is on tonight. Hulu, there's new episodes on Thursday nights. It's called Sunnyside, which is cool. And Fun look, fact about Cal Penn is that is his uh, first name, is Cal Penn. That is correct. Mm-hmm. It's Cal Penn, I think. Yeah. And, and he made it and, because his last name is a little bit more difficult to pronounce, so he decided to make that his, his stage name. His full name is Cal Penn Harriet Tubman. Oh, yeah. I was, you know, he should have stuck with that. It's it's all the rage these days. Piero Bay! Yeah! Hi, how you doing, man? My good day. Nice to see you, sir. Nice to see you. Um, I meant to, um, yes. when we were talking about the Tool Show the other day, I was curious, uh, 
uh, if you've ever seen video of them, because their drummer is just amazing. Danny Carey is incredible. Um, what he he very Neil Pert like uh, in his um, um, pertiness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fertitude. Fertitude, yes. <laughs> uh, does he have a, a massive uh, drum kit like uh, Neil Peart does? Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. And he makes all kinds of sounds come out of it. And <laughs> What? What a great compliment. The drummer makes sounds. No, but I mean he affects. He's yeah. got pedals and gadgets and things like Neil does. I mean, drum solos are among the most painful thing one has to endure in life. And um, Worse I'm than sorry. a bass solo? No. Yeah, right. A bass solo actually is worse, but I and I say that in jest. But uh, but Neil Peart's drum solos are just delightful because they take you on this journey. And uh, Danny Carey did a similar one, uh, and uh, he had triggers all these effects. And I was just curious if you'd ever seen any. Not live, not live. But I know he's amazing. He is what I would refer to as a very musical drummer. There are rhythmic drummers, and he's a very musical drummer, which means he can use melodies with his drum kit. Uh, to create um, um, a journey, if you will, like to use your word for that. So, uh, so he does more than just play rhythms. He he adds there's a there's a tonal quality uh, to his uh, his drum solos and stuff like that. So. And he was wearing a Sixers jersey, number oh. three, Drew Carey. So, Drew um, Carey, yeah, wow, amazing. Apparently that's number three. Yep. <laughs> There you go. Uh, very good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll uh, I'll see if somewhere there might be a recording. I doubt it of the Philly performance, but they, a couple of people were able to use their phones. Boy, they were and didn't get kicked out. They were brutal on that. Yeah. Every now, maybe yep. somebody. All right. Uh, shall we do the letter? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. O as in outstanding. All right, and we have a four-pack of tickets, as Pierre had mentioned, as MMR Rocks Tool, this time at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City tomorrow night. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. So we will give those away tomorrow. Get yourself ready to win and then go to the show. You and Nick are having a little moment there. Just making sure he was saying the right letter. Okay. Oh, he was checking He's got it. Pierre says he's got it. Yep. I trust Pierre. Don't mess with the head. Sharp, yeah, don't sharp mess with the head. Attack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's up on uh, the head show today? Well, it's going to be heady. I will tell you this. We've got more of those great KISS tickets for the end of the road tour uh, in next August in Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. goes on sale tomorrow. Presale has started today. Uh, the password is radio uh, while supplies last till 10 o'clock tonight. We've got uh, workforce blocks of... Uh, quite a variety of great bands, including the Rolling Stones, including Evanescence, and including Motorhead. Ooh. Ah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. By the way, I got a text that says, Our ride home, don't want to smoke. Thank you, Robert W. Who oh, Robert there you is. Oh. Good job, Robert. That's a good sign. Keep at it, guys. It's awesome. The car is another one of those places where the. Yep. The uh, attraction comes in to light up. So I'm happy to hear that, Robert. That's cool. Uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport, and by Meineke, America's choice for auto repair. Uh, tomorrow, wow, this is going to be a good show tomorrow. In our studio, Marlon Wayans. Ah, wow. awesome. Good to have him back. And Jim Norton. Both ah, terrific. In our studio tomorrow morning. Kidding? Great way to wrap up the week. No, sir. Not kidding. Should be fun. Who's Marlon Wayans now? What's that? You're talking about, you're, you're thinking oh, about oh, King, thinking Wild, about Wild Kingdom? Wild <laughs> you're thinking of Marlon Perkins. <laughs> he's not coming in. Not That'd only that, cool. he's wow. dead. He's dead. He's yeah. dead. Because there was a guy, Jim. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Jim. Jim who was. Oh, you thought we were having Marlon, Marlon and Perk. Jim. 
from Mutual of Omaha's <laughs> Wild Kingdom, a reunion show tomorrow morning. Exactly. This is special. This is going to yeah. be special. So Marlon would be there, and Jim would be the one that would wrestle the snake and put it in the bag. <laughs> I think it they're both dead, by the way. They're both dead. It doesn't yeah. get any, yeah. any stronger than what's in between these ears, baby. The head. You're Respect the head. James Arness from Gunsmoke on right. tomorrow. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. <laughs> We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. To the psychotic bitch in the maroon Jeep dropping her kid off at a middle school. Slow the f*** down, lady. I'm dropping a kid off, too. Have some respect. Next message. Good afternoon. We have a friendly reminder that the sun now sets at about 4.30. Meaning that please, when driving, remember, turn on your f***ing lights. You do not have running lights on your taillights. Thank you. Next message. As the holidays approach, I please ask um, all the delivery drivers out there who are delivering your online orders to please. Make sure that goddamn house number is visible from the street. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.